o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, uh, as always, my fellow humans, Joe Sandhorse of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello there, sir. Hi, we're still here. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, positive sign. Uh, and of course, rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington D.C. In the new, the new uh, 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 bunker or uh, Washington bureau. Yes, I'm. I'm yeah. north of the old Washington bureau, but I'm still in the Beltway. I there you feel go. Beltway bureau. I feel that's right. that beautiful blue wave bubble. And it's oh, yeah. still splashing all over us. Congratulations to Kirsten Cinema. Uh, yes. New senator from, uh, uh, wait, she's senator or congresswoman? Senator. Senator. senator Arizona. Arizona. First yeah. woman ever from Arizona. Yeah. Yes. So, and the first Democrat in over, what, 30 years. Yep. Yeah, and she's she's also uh, openly bisexual, too. So, um, yeah, but that's, that's another first. Equal opportunity. We, mm-hmm. we should not have called. We should. We should have called it on Tuesday night. See, you only stop uh, counting when Republicans are ahead. Such a jerk. Yeah, really. Oh my God, he is so off the rails, guys. Oh yeah, the Florida recounts going on right now, um, and uh, Trump is trying to inter- interfere, saying it should be put to a stop. Should be stopped. The re- stop the recount. Mm-hmm. We can, we want we to should cheat. go by election night. We should yeah. go by when the when the, when, he, when the networks call it. That should be the official. He wants. Yeah, he to doesn't cheat. understand how elections work. Yeah, he, he wants and he wants to cheat out uh, people in the military. He hates the military because he wants to cheat people in the military out of their vote who are you know votes from overseas are being counted. Um. So, well, we know he hates the military. I mean, this is not news. Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so see, he does. He does. Duke, Duke hates Trump. So was that Duke or was that Earl? That was that was Earl. Earl. Okay. And um, Earl. Earl. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. You damn mutt. Uh, so, uh, they're not mutts though. They're they're pretty boys. Um, hey, and they act like. But mutts are good whores. too. Mutts are. I like mutts myself. Um, Why? But uh, but yeah, uh, you know, he, he's doing everything in his power to uh, you know, screw over uh, people in the military, make sure their vote doesn't count in Florida, and uh, you know, and, and you know, it's just, it's it's so typical. It's so Trump, and he's so yeah. and and Joe. I I keep going back to your analogy about him being a wounded animal because I I read a story uh, over on Raw Story 
earlier. I just kind of skimmed it on my way home from work where it's like he's retreating and aides are steering clear from him because he's so furious over the election and the Mueller investigation. And uh, <laughs> and to that, I want to play this. That's schadenfreude. People taking pleasure in your pain. Can you think of anybody more at this moment who is deserving of that kind of pain other than Donald John Trump? Um, Don Jr. Yeah, I was going to say Don Jr. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. True. I, I think that's kind of, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was and that story was originally from the LA Times and they say he's cocooned himself. <laughs> all I can think of is he's not going to turn out to be a butterfly people. So basically what that means is he grunts really hard and then the hair that grows out of the side of one side of his head gets really long and he just rat, does a whole like comb over <laughs> over his entire fat ass body, right? Somebody so. said he's going to have to start combing over the ear, the, the hair that comes out of his ears. <laughs> because he's yeah. Oh, my and God. Don't forget Stormy Daniel said that he's very hairy in other parts, too. Oh. So he could just, like, wrap himself up with all of that hair. This is mushrooming out of control, Rain. Bush mm. to find the acorn, huh? <laughs> find the little tiny mushroom. This find is the little acorn. Mushrooming out of control, Rain. Um, so, <laughs> button on a fur coat. Oh my god! <laughs> button on a fur coat. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, but there, there's all kinds of. I mean, and it's looking like not one, not two, but three people might be shit canned from the White House this week on his already Yay. growing list of he's fired like 50 people. S- granted, some of them like Vivek Murthy were, you know, uh, Obama appointees, but he was a perfect, perfectly fine, you know, Surgeon General. Uh, you know, he, he was not. Um, Dr. Ronnie. Yeah, he wasn't like oh, no. a big fucking hack, you know, so. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so there's, you know, there's a list, there's a growing list of like at least 50 people that, that he shit canned in less than two years, less than two years, this, you know, this white house is, well, some of them got indicted. <laughs> it's still, it's so out of control. It's out of control. I didn't get indicted. I just got thrown out of my tiny little payoff button. Get out of here, Jeff. Not now. <laughs> yeah, he's still reeling from SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Stop stealing my ass, Kate McKinnon! Hey. Why don't you go check on toilet toilet boys? Is, is there anything that Kate McKinnon can't do? I- <laughs> no. <laughs> like she sucks! She Ghost Ghostbusters was terrible! I hated it! Go away, yeah. Jeff. Go away. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Actually, that- there is... There is one thing Kate McGinnon can't do. Jeff Sessions. Literally. That, yeah. And, uh, well, I, I even, yeah, we'll just not even. <laughs> Sorry, my mind's in dark places tonight. It's okay. But, um, so, well, I want to, uh, there's, okay, so Melania Trump apparently seems to be behind two, not one, but two of the um, potential outings at the White House right now. The first one being John Kelly. Uh, which, uh, let, let me, I, I believe I had some audio for that. Um, because this is, this is bonkers. Um, what's going on? I, you know, this is, and I hate saying it. 
And Joe, you mentioned it before the show, and that's all I can think every time something like this happens. Can you imagine what the right would do if X, you know, Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, you know, whoever, uh, you know, did something like this? Um, and yeah, this is, uh, let me see. Who do I have? Who do I have? I have somebody. Oh no, I'm looking in the wrong folder. That's the reason I can't find it. That was Melania last week's audio. Melania did. She did. And, um, she said, be gone. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Egon. Egon. Yeah. Egon. So, uh, ah. yeah, here we go. So, uh, this is Casey Hunt, uh, uh, filling in for Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC and Hallie Jackson reporting on Melania Trump versus chief of staff, John Kelly. Uh, it's, it's crazy shit. A couple of things here related to the future of chief of staff, John Kelly. There has been a lot of discussion about his role moving forward in the white house. And here's what we can share some previously unreported details about his clashes with first lady Melania Trump. This has been a source of tension and an issue according to seven sources that our colleagues here at NBC news have talked to myself, Courtney Kubi, Carol Lee, Kristen Welker have been working on this story. Uh, there, uh, there are also conflicts that Kelly has had with the deputy national security advisor. Mira Ricardell that have become now an issue. So she are, works for John Bolton. She correct. works for Ambassador John Bolton, right? right? And you know famously, Casey, there was a blow up last month between John Kelly and Ambassador Bolton in the West Wing of the White House. The tensions between these two men have been flaring. Uh, the issues with Melania Trump, which again, this is uh, stuff that we are just reporting out now, stemmed with travel and staffing issues, essentially. Some of these logistical issues. And some of those East Wing concerns actually escalated to the level of the president, according to these seven sources that we've been talking to. Now, for example, uh, Melania Trump raised some concerns about requests to promote some of her top aides that had been denied. Those requests languished for months. Kelly was insisting there simply were not enough available positions. Uh, the president was really upset when he, when he heard about this. And according to our sources, he essentially directed Kelly to do this, saying, I don't need this <laughs> junk. I don't use this, a stronger, this marital spat is not, yeah, is not something I need. <laughs> than junk, if you will. Uh, but there, there were tensions there that is something, have been things that we have just learned about. Now, there's some context here to this, right? These continuing tensions now between John Kelly and these folks inside the White House have put Kelly's job on the line. There is increasing speculation, particularly in these last couple of weeks, that he is going to be departing the White House. There are some questions here. Who could replace him? Several of these sources are telling us uh, that Nick Ayers, who is currently the vice president's chief of staff, could be one of the folks uh, to whom the White House has reached out. We know, based on our reporting, that the White House has actively reached out to others okay. for that job as well. Uh, the White House, we should talk, we should say, is not commenting for this story. Of course uh, not. We, yep. Uh, they are also, by the way, not pushing back to us, at okay. least as of today. The First Lady's Office has a statement, and I want to pull it up here, because they essentially say that they're... Uh, there is a good relationship. They have a very positive working relationship. The East Wing is focused on the East Wing. When they need to work with the West Wing, they can. So the First Lady's office publicly staying out of this fray case. It didn't didn't uh, John Kelly, didn't the White House announce that John Kelly had struck a deal with the president? John Kelly announced it to his staff. Yeah, he said, hey, listen, the president has asked me to stay on until 2020, and that is something I am going to do. But what we have learned from our reporting is that that appears an increasingly untenable position. Given the role that Kelly now has, given some of these tensions that have come up, now between these these key figures and listen melania trump in a, in a lot of ways 
often does her own thing. We, we have seen that in the past. Sure. Uh, she is a little bit of an independent operator, although we understand that behind the scenes, she obviously is talking with her husband about these issues. And so getting on the wrong side of the first lady has not worked out for chiefs of staff in the past. But it Kate certainly didn't, didn't work well for uh, Ronald Reagan's chief. Correct. Got on the wrong side of Nancy Reagan. I- that was Don Regan, right? Don Regan got because uh, he Don Regan apparently didn't didn't like uh, Nancy planning trips with their astrologer and shit like that. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. She was like, she was like, oh no 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 no, don't you mess, <laughs> don't you mess with the astrologer. Um, I think it was also which we found out later. A lot of it, and I'm not. I'm not I'm not trying to be so well, I, I guess I am being simple. She was married to Ron. Yeah. She was also protecting him because he was getting sick. True. That true. Alzheimer's was kicking in. But that astrology so, wasn't helping. But no, that didn't <laughs> It's not medicine. <laughs> probably was probably was better than what he was thinking. <laughs> I mean Could be. So Didn't uh, Hillary Hillary had a psychic. I don't know. It's all bullshit. I, think she, um, I, th- I so. thought that, that was it and I don't care again. But uh, anyway. So, so anyway, yeah, well, back to Melania, Melania though. Back to Melania though. I mean, this is this is pretty intense. Um, and again, yeah. If this happened, if Michelle Obama had done something like this, you know, uh, what what would conservatives be saying? So, oh, Michelle has Barack's balls in her purse. You know, like fun. They'd be having a Benghazi type uh, investigation. What's going yeah. on over there? Do you remember yeah. the the Christmas ornament fiasco? Oh yeah, no, I, some years ago. Yeah. Some, Go ahead, Joe. I mean, Fox, Fox News went on for for weeks on that. There. Oh yeah, there was that, and then there were the the presents that they they you know they got some like model kits from the White House gift store for uh, the you know some of the kids in the royal family. They're like, oh my god. You bought the model kits, little boys, model kits? How can they sound like a Heavens to Murgatroyd dude now? <laughs> heavens to Murgatroyd! <laughs> Exit stage right! Right wing. <laughs> uh, yeah, who was that? Was that Ducci? Uh, that is uh, Snagglepuss. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I Snagglepuss no. is also Steve Ducey. Yeah, oh, Ducey. Yeah, Steve Ducey. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the stuff that they were crying about, uh, you know, in, in this, again, you know, she's trying to get the chief of staff of the White House fired. And yeah, not... This is... This is uh, and yeah, not just... Even, go even ahead. worse, chief of staff, the assistant security council... Yeah, that's... I, I, well, yeah, that's... Assistant. Yeah, yeah, that's... The, the, you're talking about... Um, you're talking that's about uh, Kristen Nielsen? No, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, Mira, the, Mira Ricardo. The, United, the, the Security Council deputy, Bolton's deputy. That's yeah, Mira Ricardo is who you're talking right. about. Yeah, yeah. So, so here, right, here's right. that story real quick, and then I have a special. I translated the original statement into Melania ease for uh, everybody. Rain will read that for everybody when we get to that. Um, uh, it says Melania Trump calls for ouster of National uh, Security Advisor. She no longer deserves the honor of working in the White House by Josh Feldman over at Mediaite. Less than a week after the firing of Jeff Sessions. Did you call? Do you need me? Do you need me? No, Jeff. No. I'm just reading a story. Okay. 
All right, he's sad. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, 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 yeah, after the firing of Jeff Sessions, there's already a new reporting on internal White House strife. And First Lady uh, Melania Trump is publicly calling for the ouster of a top administration aide. Wall Street Journal reported earlier today that Trump uh, is ready for another big shakeup, particular, particularly getting rid of Homeland Security Secretary Kristen, uh, Kristen Nielsen. And if she goes, then um, uh, then Chief of Staff John Kelly may be the next out the door. On a slightly ne- less notable news item um, in the report concerned Mira Ricardo, the uh, White House deputary, uh, deputary, <laughs> deputy, na- <laughs> deputy national secretary. Deputy National Security Advisor, and how Trump has decided to remove her. Um, it says uh, the president uh, became involved in that decision at the urging of First Lady Melania Trump, whose staff battled with Miss Ricardo during the First Lady's trip to Africa last month over seating on the plane and a request to use National Security Council resources, according to people familiar with the matter. The First Lady's team told the president that they suspected Miss Ricardo is behind some negative stories about Miss Trump, Miss Trump, huh. uh, and her staff. And um, when asked about Ricardo uh, today, uh, Flotus spokeswoman Stephanie Grisham gave a rather direct response. And then, uh, and Rain, if you would like to read it in Melania ease, I, uh, I have. <laughs> it is this position of the office of the first lady that she no longer deserves the honor of serving in this white house yes <laughs> so, and uh and also they are not good for the america yeah they're not good for and the america she's not be best she's not be best no no, no. but yeah so the, <laughs> i did I, I did that earlier on discuss i was like there fixed it <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, that's good uh, thank you thank you i'm, I'm pretty good at it's phonetically spelling out how she speaks um <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just i really i'm i'm a gog at all of this i mean there is a um there was a, a report in in waypo this this afternoon about how this woman ricardo she they, they are eating their own in the white house there are rumors that she's the one who spread um lies about mattis and melanie and John Kelly, like nobody likes her. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes her. Um, I wonder why. She seems so deep. Like, she seems so <laughs> deep and introspective. But you know, I, I'm mostly bothered by the fact that the a first lady of the United States has made a decision and decided to tell her husband and other people that she has a say when it comes to our national security and the National Security Council. I, I looked at this and I feel like, wow, she really thinks that she and and Dotus are king and queen. This is crazy. I, it is crazy. And John Kelly's an ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I oh. mean, that the reporting on that, I don't feel sorry for any of these people. John Kelly wouldn't wouldn't let M- Melanie Mel- Melonia. Um, you know, fill staff positions that he wanted to, but there's other people who, like I said, they're all eating their own. They're they're telling, they're telling sources or reporters that yeah, John Kelly he doesn't hire women. He puts men to positions where women are just as equally competent. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we all know how we called him what? A moron? A fucking moron. A fucking moron. So they're just all garbage people. Yeah. So now, what are we left with? We're left with Kellyanne Conway and Wilbur Ross. This is a can (laughs) of Campbell's soup. There's in the can of Campbell's soup. Well, I just bought this can today at a 7-Eleven down here, the can of Campbell's soup. (laughs) You keeping that guy around? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we still got Mnuchin, No, there's rumors that he's going, too. Well, yeah, he, he got an offer from he got an offer from the Campbell Soup Company oh, right. to be their I'm spokesman. Gonna, gonna be you? their spokesperson for soup. <laughs> Campbell Soup. Yeah, the Cream of celery. I mean, Cream of celery is my favorite. Zinky's probably out. There is rumors about um, Wilbur, him leaving if he doesn't die first. How old is that guy? Is he like 170? Yeah, 373. Um, yeah. This may. <laughs> it's the guy Clovis. Uh, he's, yeah. He's the illegitimate son of Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Clovis. Like Sam Clovis. I, there's so much going on. It's it's only been a week since Election Day. And yeah. look mm-hmm. at the madness that's... Uh, I, I, it's engulfing uh, D.C. Do you remember when the... It's engulfing uh, the White House. About Grover, Grover Cleveland and... Uh, <laughs> We're back on Wilbur Ross. <laughs> I, just, I remember reading about that. Well, I mean, they they used to get together quietly in the Oval Office. He was one yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland tried to try to leave him on the the doorstep of McKinley, but uh, it didn't work. Put me in a basket with some cans of soup. <laughs> <laughs> the all lady is a baby with. Warm soup. <laughs> float, them down, float them down the Nile River like Moses. Put <laughs> uh, <laughs> down the Potomac. <laughs> good luck. Uh, we just went off. We find a good home. Every time we talk about Wilbur Ross, it doesn't matter what we say. We're going to end up talking about him for 10 minutes. <laughs> because he's so... He's so funny. He is. He's the he's strangest comedian. dude. He, he's just, I mean, he's like, I don't know. Could you imagine him at your Thanksgiving table? I remember back in the day. We don't know, serve just, Campbell's soup in Thanksgiving. So. Where, where's Sorry, the soup? Grandpa, we don't serve Campbell's soup. Where, where's just, the soup? <laughs> just pour me a plate of that gravy. I'll eat it like soup. <laughs> can, you, can I get a can of creamed corn? He probably slurps the soup out of the the oh, yeah. spoon you know he doesn't oh, yeah. put he doesn't slayer. put the spoon he in his mouth he's like, i heard he uses a straw what's that uses a straw yeah i can't use a straw the noodles get stuck <laughs> <laughs> he can't use the bendable ones it's stuck oh in the pan oh. <laughs> gets oh, clogged gets clogged i go get a pipe cleaner and clean clean out the noodles and the meats <laughs> Um. Anyway, God, Wilbur Ross. Wait, did we go into the weeds? But you know, I mean, this is fucking Ross. This is this is this is great. I I I am so happy. I I, and hopefully this this is just. I know it's going to translate in other horrible ways. You know, governing wise, whatever. But I hope this really aids his self destruction. 
I really do. I hate that I have to say something like that, but he's a horrible fucking human being. And I hope he takes everybody down with him uh, that's surrounded, that's surrounding him. Because, they, you know. They, de- they deserve it. I- I'm sorry. They deserve it. They and do. I don't like to wish ill on people, but they know who this man is. They knew he was going into this. And anybody mm-hmm. in that White House is a garbage person. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. And uh, as Melania says... Uh, they are not good for the America. No. I, I want to play a little bit of audio because we... Uh, no, we don't have time. Um, but uh, but yes, apparently... I have several theories on why Trump won't go out in the rain. The first one is the most obvious. Is that, you know, people will realize that once his hair gets wet, it, the, the big nest that he has swirled up there, it'll be revealed that it's just actually one long ass hair that, gr- that grows and he pulls it up the back of his shirt and swirls it around his head. So that's theory it's one. an ass hair. Nice. Theory, theory two, a lot of people have said <laughs> maybe he's a witch. Three, spray tan could run. That could be one. Uh, mm-hmm. Four, um, he actually is not just dirty, but made of pure dirt and filth, and he will he will disintegrate also that way. Uh, or four, he's just a big fat baby and hates everything but himself. I'm gonna go with four. Yeah. Well, doesn't hate everything <laughs> but himself. Only cares about himself. And he's having a pity party. He's having a pity party because he got a drubbing last week. Yeah, I don't even know why he went to Paris. I don't. He didn't want to leave his room. He was he was pouting. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. He was pouting. You, and he, I understand he couldn't get Fox News in France. He only could get CNN. <laughs> so See? they must they must have run they must have run a nonstop uh, nonstop uh, coverage of the last press conference. Well, I'll tell you when when we went to Paris a couple of years ago, there was one um, English speaking Paris net news network, mm-hmm. and it 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 didn't it was decidedly liberal leaning. Yeah. Well, it really was. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's okay because again, I mean, you can't have objective journalism that isn't liberal. I swear to God, I, you know, uh, you mm-hmm. you c- being conservative when it comes to facts j- runs contrary to facts. Being liberal with facts, you know, and I understand there's a political way of looking at it, and there's there's you know there's you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody who is, uh, you know, on the left that is an apologist for everyone on the left. Because I know that people on the left, like Stephanie Miller and, you know, Mike Malloy and Randy Rhodes, uh, Nicole Sandler, all, all these folks, uh, you know, they're objectively critical about people they support and will hold people's feet to the fire and say, no, we're not going to give you a pass on this. You know? Um, and... There's, you know, but then there's people on the right, like Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, Tucker Carlson, you know, all these people are just like, oh no, you know, they're just, you know, Fox and friends. They're just like, nope, cannot speak ill, cannot speak ill. The people who do criticize are the people like, you know, Andrew Napolitano, who I hated during Obama's administration. Because I he was so full like of shit. Yeah, I, and I don't. I don't like him now. I don't. I don't. I hate him less. 
Um, but you know, I've got some audio of him later saying, you know, that the Whitaker appointment is unlawful. You know, yeah. on Fox and Friends, and they were not happy. He's, he's pushed back a couple of times regarding some of the legal moves yeah. from this administration. There's also Chris Matthews. Chris yeah. Matthews has been known to push back too. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, uh, but again, you know, you look at—I mean, look at Rachel Maddow. Look at you know Keith Olbermann when he, you know, look at Lawrence O'Donnell. Look, you know, they're never bobbleheads. None of those people are ever bobbleheads for the left. You know, you no. can, you know, every once in a while, the, you know, uh, they'll do or say something that I'm like, I don't agree with that. I think we should be right. harsher X, Y, or Z, you know, but, you know, and that's us holding them accountable because, you know, liberals can, we can pick shit apart if we don't like something and we, we'll, we'll go at, we'll, we'll take on our own, like in a heartbeat. We don't fall yeah, lockstep you, like the people over at Breitbart that are just like, Trump's great, and I love him, and I know you love him, too, and you're going to upvote me 5,000 times, you know? The, the, the other thing when it comes to people on the left, um, it, so, so yeah, we do we do hold we, we hold our own, own feet to the fire. We do. Yeah. One thing that bothers me is, like, half, we don't have enough time to always hold their feet to the fire because we're usually so much on defensive because the right wing has already started yeah. spinning things as untruths. Yeah, but I guess I'm just mostly focusing on journalism and liberalism and journalism because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, you have to, you know, you can't bury your head on everything. You know, you just can't. You know, it's like this show, you, you know, we're... Saying. Facts have a liberal bias. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That Thank is, you. That is Stephen Colbert. a true thing. Yeah. So uh, that was probably one of the most profound statements uttered in the you know twenty first century, really. Uh, or that was that in the twenty? No, it was yeah, it was the twenty first century. Um, early Stephen Colbert, Colbert report. So anyway, um, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna run to the break. Um, and uh, we're going to play uh, a song that uh, is for Trump because I'm sure when he went to Paris and, you know, when he hid from Arlington National Cemetery, uh, he, I'm sure he wanted to be uh, invisible. So we're going to play <sighs> uh, we're going to play Bobber's Invisible. Um, and uh, we'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com Rabbit. 
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. (laughs) 
This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. So we got through another day in our Trump paradise. Yes. <laughs> I really, really, really wanted an indictment today. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I really I'm, did. I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the patient game. I'm playing the waiting game. I'm okay um, with it. And, uh, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. <laughs> okay. So I'm watching. During the break, I'm watching Chris Matthews. Mm-hmm. Dana, Dana Milbeck claims that Trump had his hair lacquered in France. So <laughs> that could be. I was I was wondering about that because his coat was wet, the lectern was wet, everything was wet except his hair. Mm. It was running off his head like a, like a like a uh, like a drain pipe. Maybe it was. Um, uh, what do you call that uh, uh, when you plastic coat a piece of paper? Um, um, oh, laminated. Laminated, yeah. Maybe it was laminated. La- laminated. So. No, I think they lacquered it. I think they just sprayed La- it on yeah, a heavy coat of good. lacquer. Yeah. yeah. Makes it nice and stiff and uh, waterproof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, I have a theory. I think that what they did is they f- went back to his mother's old bathroom and oh, found God. the hairspray she used to use. Oh, sure, yeah, with like radioactive isotopes in it. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that hairdo that she used to have? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. how we, that he 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 yeah. got his hairstyle from mommy. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. yeah, it had lead in it and everything. Mister Beta Male wears his hair just like mom used to. <laughs> it had, had lead and asbestos. I understand was the two main ingredients. Oh, sure, yeah, and uh, polonium. Polonium. <laughs> 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 uh, oh my god. So, uh, but yeah, so welcome back, everybody. Um, I, I, something exciting. Uh, I, I don't know if it's too soon to talk about this or not, but uh, we, uh, Susan has been meeting with contractors to redo our sun porch and make it a, a, a four season room. Very excited about that. So, that might be the oh, new studio. Wow. That might be the new studio for Turn Up Tonight. We'll see. So, um, but uh, and we found a really good contractor, um, actually that did work for Susan's aunts on their pool room. Uh, cousin Curtis will will know that pool room well. He's been there many times, um, and uh, it's the same contractors. Really nice the guy. Says he's been doing it since he was like eight years old, and he's in his sixties now. Um, <laughs> and um, and That's the guy we got. Wants. We got a great quote from him. You remember I was talking about a friend of mine uh, last year, uh, Evan, who's a woodworker and everything, and that flaked out on me. Um, and I, I, I don't want to speak ill of, of Evan, but he kind of didn't want to go through. He didn't want to get the permits and stuff like that. He kind of wanted to do it on the down low, and I didn't like that um, because you have no guarantee, you know, and and that could kill a friendship. So I didn't want that to happen. Uh, so we we. The the quote we got is very it's very close to what Evan quoted us. Um, granted, Evan was going to do a little bit more elaborate stuff with like woodworking and stuff, but I could still hire him after the fact to help me with like cabinets and stuff, uh, bookshelves, building bookshelves and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so so that could potentially start in February. 
Wow. It depends how quick we move on this. So I'm going to meet with the dude uh, probably next Monday evening after work and show him some of the ideas I have and draw things up and uh, go from there. But we had, uh, I will tell everybody right now, patio enclosures will gouge you. (laughs) They wanted more money to do three walls and uh, you know three walls two windows and a door essentially and then you know insulation and some electrical work all that stuff and you know sliding glass door set of stairs and you know a little bit of repair work on the floor and they were going to charge us more than what we paid for our garage what i'm not going to say how much the garage was because i think that's that's crap Still, I don't like, the garage is a building the garage is in they they demolished the old garage they put in a huge yeah. huge pad it's 27 by 16 are the dimensions of wow. it plus a six foot patio plus the roof plus the walls plus the electric you know granted it's not insulated it's not finished i can do that myself and drywall down the road but you know but for you know for a, 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 I don't know, like 25% of the work that was done on the garage, they wanted more money than what we paid for the fucking garage. So. That's insane. That's pa- insane. Patio enclosures? That's what I did with your estimate. I wiped my ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a little rough. <laughs> should have had your boy, poor, softer uh, paper. Poor toilet boy he had yeah, to take I know. that oh i know no we're not going to hear from him tonight <laughs> so, um but uh but yeah so i'm excited we might move forward with that and it could potentially be the new studio i don't know if i want to move into there or not or just make that kind of like a a study um but it'll be more private and stuff because there's huge jealousy windows from like the 60s back there that are just it's they're just a wreck so um but anywho uh yeah so moving moving right along let's get back to uh uh our uh, little bit of uh what do we call it uh people taking pleasure in your pain sure angela merkel was uh rejoicing in some schadenfreude with uh <laughs> macron um mm-hmm. Uh, what what a piece of garbage! Uh, this is from uh, uh, Willie Geist uh, from Morning Joe was talking to John Brennan and Mike Barnacle about Trump apparently doesn't understand why cemeteries are important, why Arlington. You know, I mean, this is just you know they they really made some salient points, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of other points to add on. But here's clip one. I want to talk to you uh, about the president's performance overseas in France, and also yesterday here at home on the observance of Veterans Day. He obviously skipped that ceremony for the end of World War 100 years, the end of World War One in France because of the weather. Yesterday did not go to Arlington National Cemetery on Veterans Day, as has been tradition for presidents. We're trying to figure out why. These are sort of easy ceremonial things that presidents do and he's proclaimed himself as a great advocate for the for the military throughout the campaign and as president what's your hunch about why he's not participating in some of these and hasn't by the way gone to a war zone in almost two years as president well it is yeah. puzzling because he puts such emphasis on the military and these were relatively easy to do um, events both in in france as well as here uh, i don't know whether or not he gets in some moods and just uh, sort of sulks uh, <laughs> and doesn't want to be part of these ceremonies and uh, 
whether it was just the weather and he was concerned about what that might do to his image. But uh, it really is uh, one of the more puzzling aspects of, of Mr. Trump's uh, performance. Like, what's your instinct on that? Well, my first instinct is enormous sadness uh, that we have a president of the United States who doesn't get the historical uh, legacy of all of these traditions that he has avoided, both in, in Paris and, and yesterday at, at Arlington. But I was thinking about one of his, maybe his only appearance over in Langley at the CIA, standing in front of that wall oh, yeah. with the stars on it of people, former agency employees and, and uh, who have lost their lives. And he doesn't get it. And I think he has no sense of history about almost everything other than his own life. Uh, he's so narcissistic, he's so self-involved, that he doesn't, he doesn't get the meaning of the cemeteries, the American cemeteries overseas. He doesn't get the tomb of the unknown and the tradition of the president laying the wreath. Yeah, the tomb of the unknown is unknown mm. to Trump. You know, that's why it's called, you don't have to know what it is, it's unknown. Yeah. I'm um, so angry about... I- not like a I'm gonna punch the walls angry. I have a low seething anger about what he did on the one hundredth anniversary of the end of the war to that was supposed to end all wars. Mm-hmm. He, you know, that he said, "Oh, the Secret Service told me I can't fly the the helicopter there." Those helicopters are military helicopters. They're mili- They're the ones that the Coast Guard uses to yeah. to get people out of storms. I, I mean, I've, I I happen to okay when I when I lived in in Alexandria, I lived very close to the Pentagon, and I've shared the story before how I used to see the presidential transport plane whenever Obama left to go either you know across country or to some other country. I'd see this big huge. Uh, I can't, I don't know if it's a B-12. I think it was, I don't know. Somebody will correct me. I think it was the B-12. I was so inspired because I knew that the helicopter was in there. The beast was in there. All of the stuff, the advance, the advance of presidential Mm -hmm. trips were in this plane. And for him to say, I can't fly because it's raining is utter horseshit. Uh, yeah. Bullshit. There was... There was no advance planning for, let's say they couldn't fly because it was raining. Then they're saying, well, we can't drive because it would cause a traffic jam. Again, this White House had no, they either had no advance planning or they had advance planning and he just decided that he didn't want to go. Oh, and yeah. as far as that thing not flying in the rain, I, I where I live now, I live right in the path of Marine One and Two. When mm-hmm. they go to Andrews Air Force Base, I have seen them fly in the rain. Yeah, I mean it's it's all uh, it, you're right. It's total bullshit. 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 Uh, you know, it's it's all just lies because he didn't want to go. They found an excuse, and yeah, there probably was a contingency plan. There was probably a plan B and a plan C. Um, you know, uh, because he's not in charge of that. You know, somebody else is. There, there are people that we don't even know about who, you know, work on this stuff, you know, little people. Um, and, you know, pilots, uh, you know, I don't mean to and call them little theory, people. I have a theory, by but... the way. If, at some point tonight, I'd like to share my theory why he didn't go to that cemetery. 
Oh yeah, I'll I'll let you do it now uh, in a second. Um, but I just wanted to uh, I wanted to say living on Long Island asked what room the magic happens, and Cat uh, said the yes the spare bedroom studio SB. No bed though. There's no bed in here. Rain's been in it. Basically, it's my dresser full of clothes, my closet full of clothes, wall to wall CDs, and my toy collection, and a large assortment of my graphic novel collection too. So, I would call that an office. Yeah. And then, well, it has a dresser full of clothes in it. But, you know. Eh. Um, but it would be Man, nice. Really. I could I could turn this. If I moved everything, all the computer stuff in, into uh, uh, the the new room, though, it could this could become a spare bedroom. So uh, we'll see. I don't want to put, I'm not putting plans on it now because Susan has some say in this, too. Um. But it's not even done, and I'm talking like I got a plan. Uh, so, <laughs> but Joe, uh, what, what's your thought on um, on this before we get to the next clip? Well, I see today that he threw uh, the Secret Service under the under Air Force One, so to speak. Yeah. Right. He blamed them that they didn't want to make the drive. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Secret the Service president of the United States didn't want to make the drive, and they said to him no. So he just, you know how Donnie is, he obeys everything everybody tells him. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you, so do you think he just, the Secret Service ever told him, no, I'm not going to go get you that Big Mac? You know what? I've seen, I personally witnessed at the Watrous Armory in Scranton, John Fitzgerald Kennedy... The Secret Service told him no. He couldn't cross the street to greet the people on the other side. And he jumped over the barrier, walked across the street, and did it anyway. That's what leaders do. Okay? I was 11 years old. I watched him do this. That's so awesome, Joe. That's awesome. And and you know what? That's what leaders do. They They say no. It's important that I be there. Yes. It's important it's important that I go to that cemetery because those are Americans in that cemetery. Not th- not that that makes a difference, but to an American president? Snowflake. To say no? I mean, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't take the Secret Service. i say, well, block the fucking traffic. I'm going to that cemetery. Those people died in trenches. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Secret Service said that. <laughs> no, of course but not. I, 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 That's why it's was- such a... Stupid thing to say. Yeah, it's yeah, it, that's this, why this wasn't just proof that it's bullshit. any Veterans Day. This this was the one hundredth anniversary of the end. It was our oh, Yeah. God. World War One. I. I mean where I, I mean guys died in drowning in mud and blood in trenches and choked on mustard gas. And yes. poor little fat mm-hmm. boy Donnie couldn't be fucking bothered to, you know, put on a rain bonnet. That's what I want to see. Yeah, well, Just give him a fucking rain bonnet. There is a picture out there on Twitter somewhere where he's wearing a rain bonnet. Oh my what was the traffic, god! What was the traffic like in the trenches? I know. You know, I mean, what was that traffic like? I mean, I mean, really, I mean, that is so lame, so lame. I mean, I mean, really. He he prefers you know people who didn't get mustard gassed and died in trenches. You know, soldiers who didn't. Yeah. You know, he prefers the ones that didn't die in the trenches. Yeah. I mean, the the, the amount of human suffering and sacrifice on behalf of our nation in World War One is insurmountable, and for him to pass this up is the, one of the most disgusting affronts to American decency that I, in my lifetime, have witnessed. 
yeah. you okay, know, let's from, go to an from, alternate universe. Yeah, from an American <sighs> person in the White alternate, House. <laughs> alternate universe. Obama is in France for the 100th anniversary of World War One. I. I know. And doesn't oh. go to the American cemetery ceremony, but sends his chief of staff and, he, and, 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 and the ar- army chief of staff. You know, really? no Pompeo. He sent Pompeo. Well, he Dunford went. Joe Dunford. Oh, okay. And you and, know, and John Kelly. How did they get there? There was no traffic jam. They don't have security. I mean, they don't have secret service. Here. Really, is a, I, here, here's the thing. I. I got one more clip. So, oh, okay. Then maybe so, after the break, I'm going to tell you my theory. Well, I uh, I think I should have enough time. It's only a minute and a half, so I'll let you okay, uh, okay. do your theory after this. He doesn't have a sense of history because anybody who knows and loves this country and knows all the sacrifices that uh, men and women over the, so many years have paid from World War One, World War Two, and onward, you want to make sure that you pay homage to that and give the appropriate deference to it. And so whether it's at Arlington National Cemetery or at CIA's Memorial Wall, you want to make sure that you send a signal to the people that are gathered around as well as to the nation that this is important their legacy must be remembered but as you said donald trump is so absorbed in himself and if it's not directly relevant to him i think it takes second and third place to it and this is really quite uh, disappointing i think to so many veterans around the country and around the world about what uh, really should be part of our lasting legacy on his paris trip the failure to attend the ceremony at the cemetery in your experience they talked about the rain and not wanting to put in a 100-mile round-trip uh, motorcade. In your experience, would there have been a backup plan for rain for the president to get where he needed to be? <laughs> there would be a backup plan and a backup to the backup plan, and that was something that uh, no president that I worked for would ever want to miss. They want to be part of it, and not just to send the signal that the American president is paying this uh, homage to them, but also be part of the allied effort. The, those countries that worked so hard together in World War I uh, and in subsequent wars, that you want to be seen as part of it as opposed to being separate from it. But I think everything we see right now is Donald Trump wants to be this separate individual person and not be part of a larger gathering. He wants the spotlight to be on him and him only. Again, that was John Brennan with Willie Geist on Morning Joe. And, um, you know, straight to the point, you know, he's never witnessed this with any president he's worked for. You know, he understands the gravitas and the importance of attending something like this, uh, you know, in the history of our nation. He doesn't, you know, that first part, you know, where, where Bar- Mike Barnacle brought that up in the end of the, the first clip. He has no sense of history. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Mm. That's like, you know, when we said, you know, oh, I heard Frederick Wallace is doing really good things. You know. Douglas. Fre- Frederick Douglas, I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. Yeah, look at yeah. me. He didn't realize Douglas out. has been dead for a really long time. Yeah. yeah. So but Douglas was just another black guy. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Rain. What's your What's your theory? And it's interesting that you brought up Douglas because this has to do with black soldiers in World War One. I. I hear a helicopter. That. Yes, you do. It's <laughs> flying right over my house. It's two of them. It's not raining, is it? Nope, not raining. Well, it's good. I don't know what it is. Trump must be on. It, that doesn't sound like Marine One. Sorry well, about anyway, that. Anyway, continue. Can, no, don't worry about it. I love so, that. Love that. This, this, this particular cer- uh, cemetery that he was supposed to go visit. It's I, and I'm probably mis 
pronouncing it. It's the, uh, his name, Marnay American Cemetery. And it's and a memorial, 42 acres, and it's in Belou, northern France. Um, so Belou is one of the big, the big um, battles that we helped the French in World War One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was the Harlem Hellfighters that were sent to Belou. Okay. Okay. Which were a bunch of black soldiers. Okay. Oh. There's a lot of black soldiers that are buried there. And there is two there are two monuments, um, Chateau Thierry and Belou Wood, that honor them at that very same cer- c- cemetery. And there really is a part of me that believes he didn't want to go there because of that. Oh, I believe it. I'm I mean, I know it's a reach. I wrote about it. I wrote about it. I'm gonna put the link to my the blog about it, but I just find it interesting. This is this is one particular cemetery where if it wasn't for these for this particular regiment, um and, and it they call them the Harlem Hellfighters now because somebody wrote a graphic novel about it okay. years ago. But uh, it's the 369th Infantry, Infantry Regiment. A lot of them came from Georgia and New York. And, and it, these were some of the very first African-American soldiers that fought in World War One. And the reason why they were there is because they were, France took them in as their own. Because they were, they faced so much racism from American soldiers. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... There's a part of me that believes somebody said, you know, the blacks are buried there. I don't just. I, like, I would say that that probably, uh, you know, with everything else that was going on with him, I, I would say that probably didn't help him want to, you know, make up his mind. It probably didn't help uh, persuade him to, to go. So, yeah. I mean, I he think- could have gone there and honored the uh, African American soldiers who fought combat. Mm-hmm. For France and with the French, and died yeah. as Americans over there. Well, and it would have been an historic moment too if he would yeah. have given a speech, you know. So I yeah, mean, he thing. went he went to another cemetery the next day. It was still said raining. A, yeah, said a few blurbs. These things are are layups for presidents. I mean, they're gimmies. Yes. Oh yeah, you know. It's so simple. I mean, you can't screw this up unless well, you're Trump. Unless you're Trump, you exactly. can't. Or yeah. the Z- or the Zeno Trump, like Tim Coromel shared in the in the chat room. But let's see. There there were eleven people murdered in a synagogue, but he couldn't. But he made sure he got to a rally that night. Yes. Yeah. And you know, oh, I was worried about. You know, I didn't want my hair to get wet. It, that that's the the start of it. He said he he didn't mm-hmm. want his hair to get wet, and you know, he almost canceled the rally because of that. Well. He wasn't lying. He told he told us, you know. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we got to go to the break. Um, and when we come back, we got a lot of others. There's a lot of other shit going down. Jerome Corsi. I can't think of a better person to die in prison. Um, actually, I could think of a few others. Yeah, he he he's up there on the list though. That little piece of shit. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the ugliest people in the world is, 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 his lies have finally caught up to him. Uh, so, um, and here's a, here's a hint, uh, for Republicans. If you don't want to get caught in a 
quote unquote perjury trap, don't speak because all you do is lie. Um, so, uh, and again, bunny ears, quote unquote perjury trap, no such fucking <laughs> yeah, thing. Thank you. It's not um, a perjury trap. No, no such thing when Republicans are involved. Um, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and hit the break. When we come back, we're going to learn about the uh, ill-fated Jerome Corsi and possibly Roger Stone. Ooh, it's getting good. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Uh-huh. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Okay. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. The big dirty asshole. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Keeps getting more interesting, actually, as the show goes along. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Radio for Humans, and of course, uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Coromel Show. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you very much. I'm back. Looking forward to the Tim Coromel show tonight. Uh, I'm going to be uh, uh, going ahead and out to the garage and boxing up some some parcels, uh, and I'll be listening whilst I do that. Uh, and uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the all brand spanking new Beltway Bureau. I should have been saying that you a didn't... few weeks ago. No, that's fine. You know, it's weird. I. I feel like I'm so much farther away from D.C., mm. but I, we're really not. I mean, it, it takes us the same amount of time to get into the city. It just, it it feels, I like it. It feels a little weird, like I'm living in suburbia. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that I can see how that would be uh, a, a little bit of a culture shock. Um, so, yeah. Interesting, but I'm sure you guys will adapt just fine. Um, somebody who won't adapt to their new surroundings just fine, Jerome Corsi. 
Hey, Jerome. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. What a segue. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> KT Kaser asks who Jerome Corsi is. I'm going to give everybody a little primer on who this uh, uh, big dirty asshole is. Uh, oh, oh, no, not that one. The big dirty asshole. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's who he is. Uh, Jerome Corsi is a 9-11 truther. He is a birther. Uh, he was behind uh, the swift boating of John Kerry, wrote the book uh-huh. Unfit for Command, wrote the the Obamination book, um, and uh, yeah, Where's the Birth Certificate was uh-huh. one, and, uh, yeah. and he also he is the Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief for InfoWars. <laughs> well, he was. He was. He no longer works for the website. Um, they have a bureau chief. That's funny. And he looks like a um, a redskin potato with a little bit of sour cream on top of it. That's what he looks like. Go to it, it, just look at his. Uh, you, you won't argue with that description if you uh, if you look at his Wikipedia entry. So that is who Jerome Corsi has been the bane of my existence. Like one of those the the ones one of those ones that I really don't talk about that I know is always there and has been behind some of the ugliest bullshit in this country over the last twenty years. And um, you know, I would say more like fifteen years, I suppose, if you look at you know the the John Kerry stuff. But. Um, he was given, you know, he used to work for World Net Daily. If you know anybody knows about that, Joseph Farah's uh, dirty, dirty, uh. shitty fake news website. If you don't know who is that Joseph- still around? Yeah. If you don't know who Joseph oh. Farah is, he has a, a big, gross mustache uh, that, you know, covers about 80% of his face. And he also got rushed. it has lim- cheese curds in it. Probably. I mean, I, I got a I got a mustache that accompanies my beard, but in and you know my dad has a great mustache, and I know lots of other people with great beards and mustaches. But Joseph Farah, no. this thing looks like like a rotten boomerang with barf on it, um, and um, <laughs> a rotten Just, boomerang made out of beef jerky. What has barf on it? Um, yeah, oh my God. And uh, and he is Pizza Joseph Farah. Yeah. Yeah, they just rented out as an Airbnb. Sure, yeah, he just crawls from one side to the other. You know, uh, when he's done shitting in one side, you know, he crawls the other side. Um, and uh, he, uh, it, it, yeah, uh, and he's the guy. Joseph Farah is essentially responsible for unleashing Rush Limbaugh on the world. So you see what kind of company Jerome Corsi keeps. And um, hopefully they all, I don't know, can share a cell block coming up because I want to play you a little bit of audio that this came from uh, his YouTube live stream the other day. Um, and then we have some uh, some punditry on the matter. But this is uh, this is him moaning and saying that, you know, he expects to be indicted because people are mean and he's scared. <laughs> Good. I got served a subpoena. On August 28th, at my home, two FBI agents show up unannounced. And I did not talk to the um, FBI, of course, my wife was pretty startled. And um, it, we began a series of. I'm sorry, I should. I, I, I talked about who Jerome Course I was, but not why he's being indicted. It's in the Mueller probe. And, uh, and basically, what's. They, they, it's looking like he was the intermediary between. Roger Stone and Julian Assange. 
and and there's probably a lot of other shit he lied about that he knew about what was going on and this is all creeping its way up into the ranks of the deep deep entrenched trump cultists these are tertiary players uh they're they're working on the secondary and then the main core um i i have faith in that Mueller is so but anyway jerome Corsi worried because now he's he's going to be indicted by Robert Mueller. Discussions with them that have gone on for two months. And at the um, end of that two months, even though I uh, did everything I could to cooperate, uh, <laughs> the entire negotiations discussions have just blown up. And now uh, I fully anticipate that in the next few days I will be indicted Aww. by Mueller for some form or other of giving false information to the uh, special counsel or to one of the other uh, grand jury or however they want to do the indictment. But I'm going to be criminally charged. Now, the um, subpoena came to my home um, uh, three days before my 72nd birthday. Happy birthday! And uh, this has been one of the most frightening experiences of my life. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Didn't Jerome Corsi, I know he's behind the swift boat thing, wasn't, didn't he serve in in the military? I don't think he did. I'm not sure. Uh, he was working with the swift boat veterans. I know about that. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I don't see anything about that. He graduated from Case Western University. That's right down the street uh, oh. from me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything about military history at all. He's a um, professional liar. Yeah. Is what he is. Yeah. So, so he is running scared. He is scared to death. He is certain he's going to be indicted. He's been throwing around the phrase perjury trap, perjury trap. It's a perjury trap. They caught me. That's not a they thing. They trapped me. It's no, it's not. It's not when you deal. I mean, seriously, somebody who wallowed in bathed in far-right conspiracy theories about the swift boating of John Kerry, 9-11 was an inside job, where's the birth certificate? He had all kinds... I think he he was responsible... um, I'm fairly certain, I don't know. I think he might have been behind some of the stuff against Hillary Clinton um, uh, in in the Vince Foster stuff. I think he might have been behind some of that shit, too. Oh, So, so yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, you know... There's a lot of um, bullshit and lies, and, and so, so 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 now oh oh yeah of course it was a perjury trap. <laughs> you can't. I'm trying so to say it know, as sarcastically perjury. as possible. It's not a thing. The 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 idea I heard I think it was on MSNBC and Joe you listen to MSNBC too so mm-hmm. a perjury trap is. This is not a perjury trap. A perjury trap is when a witness comes up on the stand during an actual trial and the lawyers ask a question of the witness knowing the witness is going to lie. That's a perjury trap. Mm-hmm. It it happens during a trial. This is not a perjury trap. This is perjury, which means yeah. you lie to the FBI. Uh, 
Let me see. No, Peter Schweitzer, uh, who was asking that? Yeah. Uh, Peter, Peter Schweitzer. Peter Schweitzer yeah. wrote Clinton Cash President. Right. Um, but good, uh, uh, that that would have fit right into his wheelhouse. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah. You it's know, not a perjury. It's not a perjury trap. He's no. not on the witness stand. No, it's liars that can't stop lying is what it is. <laughs> You know, and and there's there's some really fascinating stuff in some of the audio we have, um, and um, let me see which one. Uh, I think this is. Uh, yeah, here we go. This is. Uh, uh, I, I think this is it uh, from Stephanie Rule on MSNBC. She was talking to Anna Schechter and Glenn Kirshner. This is this first one is uh, Anna Schechter who's uh, digging deep into uh into this course i stuff and uh here's here's a uh, part one it's kind of long but some dramatic new details in robert Mueller's russia investigation jerome corsi a jersey guy a right-wing conspiracy theorist linked to longtime trump associate roger stone tells nbc he believes he will soon be indicted for perjury joining me now nbc's anna Schechter, who broke the story after speaking with corsi on the phone okie doke Walk us through this. He told you he's afraid he's going to be indicted for perjury. Some people are saying maybe this is a head fake, perjury for what, framed into perjury. What, what's going on here? He explained to me that he sat down for 40 hours with investigators. Holy there were cow. nine FBI agents, six prosecutors, as he described it. He felt like he was being grilled. They gave him a binder, six to eight inches thick, all of his communications. They knew everything about him, everything he'd said to Roger Stone about Julian Assange and WikiLeaks, and potentially we reported last month that he actually communicated with the Trump campaign after the October surprise, the dump, the WikiLeaks dump of uh, John Podesta emails, in a sense taking credit for it. But he explained to me that he actually figured out on his own that the Podesta emails were coming. He saw the first dump of WikiLeaks emails. He saw, hey, not so many John Podesta emails. Is he clairvoyant? That's what he, that is his defense, that he did not have advanced knowledge. And that's the heart of it is, did he have advanced knowledge from Julian Assange or some other source, pass it to Roger Stone or pass it to the Trump campaign? And that would be collusion, but we're far from that. We, we don't know that okay, Mueller has that. far from collusion. But he told you this about the special counsel, quote, they have all your emails and phone records. They're very good at the perjury trap. That's what stuck out to me. Is he suggesting that he's being set up? He's suggesting that he got tripped up, that his mind was mush, as he said. That's a direct quote. After 40 <laughs> hours of what he called interrogation, that he must have slipped up and said did something he have a lawyer wrong. With him? He did. So he thinks he slipped up. It was 40 hours of, of high pressure. He can't possibly remember that much. Mm -hmm. Why does he think he's being indicted in the next day or so? Well, he says that he doesn't believe that he ever met Julian Assange or had <laughs> advanced knowledge, but perhaps some of those communications or some of those texts or emails that he handed over to investigators might indicate otherwise. But how does this link back to the campaign? Uh, he was not a central player, and there are lots of fringe right-wing conspiracy theorists or, you know, who, who are always trolling for stuff. Does this, does this necessarily link him to the Trump campaign? Well, not necessarily, but this all goes to the Roger Stone circle of these sort of 
characters who are coming out of oh, the word woodwork, and they're going through Stone's communications, and they probably found Corsi and Stone communications in August, September, October, that crucial time right before and right during that WikiLeaks drop of John Podesta emails. Yeah, I don't know if I met that big, goofy freak, Julian Assange. Oh, I can't remember that. How would anybody yeah. forget meeting that loopy nerd? First of all, you'd have to be at the Ecuador uh, embassy Consulate, in yeah. England. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'd remember that. Yeah, yeah, I don't recall. I know there's a really small story that came out about a year, year and a half ago. There was a hacker who would go in and out of of that embassy to meet with Assange. And I, I don't have the link at my fingertips. No, no, I, I remember that. But it, you know, it, it was a really interesting thing because, like, it was this whole he in, he was interviewed. He's like, "Yep." Yeah. So I went in. This is how I did this, this, and this. The other thing that I'm kind of trying to figure, see, Corsi makes it sound, and and honestly, so so did this report, that it was 40 hours, like it was 40 hours all at once. Oh. None of this is 40 hours all at once. No, this is not a fucking not. movie. No. Okay, it might have been eight hours, maybe 10 hours, but it was not all at once. So he got questioned, he got to go home to think about what he said. I need you to go to your room. And think, think about, about what, you what you've done, young, <laughs> yes. old, not so young yes. man. And, I mean, it's just one of those things where it, it, I suspect it's like this with every investigation. Okay, you can go home. Come back. We're going to probably call you back. Go home and think about what you've done. And so he continued to lie? Uh, well, you, yeah. you can't get caught lying unless you lie. Exactly. Well, my brain was mush. Maybe you read saying. too many. He said his brain was mush. Well, maybe you read too many of your own fucking books. You know. <laughs> yeah, there's that, but he's basically saying he got caught. Yeah, well, he's you don't have a perjury to... trap when he meant I got caught lying. <clears throat> he's basically saying that he 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 got tripped up or something because he couldn't remember what he said like two days earlier. Well. You don't have to remember. If you're telling the truth, you're going to remember the same thing over exactly. and over again. Exactly. Exactly. A funny thing happened Thank at the you. end of that. <laughs> yeah, a funny thing happened at the end of that segment with the uh, Velchi and Rule. Did you, Did you have that, uh, Kenny? I have a second clip here that uh, I can play real quick. It's from uh, Glenn Kirshner. I but I don't have. I didn't, it, the whole oh. thing was like eight, eight minutes. But Glenn Kirshner is a former. Um, prosecutor uh federal yeah. prosecutor i think um yeah but yeah i've got a minute and a half of him if it's not in here you can you can elaborate for everybody former pro yeah, federal prosecutor glenn kirshner glenn help me understand what would Mueller's strategy be by indicting jerome corsi uh, so, Stephanie, I think Mueller's strategy is uh, is a lot like what we saw him do with Rick Gates when he worked Rick Gates as uh, a witness, then as a defendant and then as a cooperator. Why did he do that? Well, one, Rick Gates committed crimes, but it was also a vehicle to get to Paul Manafort. I see some parallels here between the Mueller team going after Jerome Corsi as a vehicle to get to Roger Stone and perhaps beyond. 
Um, and when I heard Anna's reporting that Jerome Corsi gives answers like, I can't recall if I've met Julian Assange or you know not. You've, you know if you've met Julian Assange. <laughs> yeah, you sure. You probably took a selfie with him. Like but you know, when, when I hear that, it's obvious that the investigators and the prosecutors on the Mueller team um, believe that Corsi is lying to them. And I can tell you, here's the challenge, Steph. When investigators and prosecutors have an important witness who is lying to them, you know, if this is the, the, the line of truth, they will try to push and push and push until they get that witness right to the line of truth. And frankly, if they don't get him there, then you know what they're going to do? They're going to indict him for perjury if he lied okay. in the grand jury or false statements if he lied in the investigation and then try to squeeze the truth out of him that way. Uh, like the, the little red potato he is. Um, <laughs> but what was there something else, Joe, that uh, I missed? Well, uh, yeah, I think Veltian rule around, I think, at one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern. And um, right at the end of that segment, they had Anna Schechter on, who's a producer at NBC and has been working with talking to Corsi throughout this uh, ordeal of his. And was to ha- she, she, she said, as, as they were closing out uh, their hour uh, around mm-hmm. five, to, five, to t- five to two this afternoon, she got Anna Schechter got a, a text because she was on her, on her phone. And it said that Corsi was sitting in a car outside 30 Rock because NBC had sent him a car. To bring him to 30 Rock, because Anna Schechter was supposed to, right after this segment with Velshi and Rule, was supposed to um, interview uh, Corsai. Mm-hmm. And Corsai texted her and said, the interview is off. I'm sitting in the car right outside of 30 Rock, but my lawyer just told me that he just got off the phone with Mueller, and I've been advised not to give the interview. <laughs> Yes. Oops. I heard that too. Did and she told me? she she told Stephanie Rule and Stephanie Rule, are you kidding me? She's going, are you kidding me? <laughs> Did that really happen? And she goes, yeah, I'm reading it right here. She said, it's he just just canceled it. And she says, is he going to pay it back for the car? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so that yeah. I thought that was that was funny. So so something happened around uh, two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, to Mr. Corsi, because he never got out of the car in front of 30 Rock. He never went into 30 Rock for the interview. And uh, I don't know. I guess we'll hear more about that as the week develops. Yeah, something, something. Something went down, and uh, apparently uh, his lawyer had just got off the phone with Mueller and advised him not to give the interview. Yeah. So he's not making that up. I heard it too. And, and yeah, as I yeah. said, uh, not that Joe makes anything up. He doesn't. But it was oh. just like, I no, heard he's that. Not I was drum, like, he's not drum Corsa. I have to say Scranton is made up. But, <laughs> true. Uh, but yeah, he was supposed to go right into 30 Rock to do an interview. And he's like, my lawyer said no. He said, I can't get out of the car. And and the fact that, that he actually told her. My, <laughs> he said, my lawyer got off the phone with Mueller. Don't do this interview. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get that, out of the car. That part is really huge. My my lawyer did, which means Mueller. Somebody in the Mueller, you know, the special counsel is like, yeah, we got your core size pinned to the wall. Yeah, it's it, something is going to happen before the end of the week. As I said, it the, somebody feels that way. I'm. 
telling you. Somebody see. said on Let's the show, on that show today, the dots are really not that complicated. No. And I and I I sort of have have them like this. Russia is the one dot, and that connects to Assange. Assange's dot connects to Corsai. Corsai's dot connects to Stone. Stone's dot connects to Trump Jr. Trump Jr connects to the unindicted co-conspirator yeah it, it makes like you know i don't know if anybody ever ever got this in their newspaper uh, uh when they were kids but the mini page always had a it was a little it was a newspaper for kids i think on saturdays like a two-page fold out um and uh they they had to connect the dots in it and, and you know by the time you were four or five you could look at it and say i can see the picture i'm not going to connect the dots you know, it, it it makes that look. You know, the, the connecting the dots in the Mueller probe kind of makes that those little kids connect the dots look like you know advanced algebra. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is pretty be fucking too simple. It, yeah. yeah, it's pretty fucking simple. So, uh, oh, it's a it's a dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially especially when you consider all the people and outlets that aren't tweeting right now. I, I did. I did a double check. I mean, Fox still no tweets. Jill Stein no tweets. Rudy uh, Giuliani no tweets. Um, uh, Kushner, uh, hold Kushner. on. I Kushner think... no tweets. Drudge hey, got hey, rid of all let... of his tweets. Oh so yeah, Kushner. Can can, can Kushner we let Rudy speak for himself? Can we let Rudy speak for himself on how many tweets he has? Zero. Yeah. There you go. So, <laughs> okay. but yeah, something yeah. something is going on, and I know that Fox News itself said that we are not tweeting anymore because we just feel like Tucker Carlson is just—he's being treated badly. Oh, no, like, Tucker I feel Carlson! Like, come on, Fox News—you guys are the ones who are in perpetual victimhood. Oh yeah, yeah. All of them. So y- you know what you know uh, what Carlson needs? An enema. Both. No, he needs a nice. A nice bowl of Campbell's soup uh-huh. from soup. Uh, well, anyway, he needs an enema. You know what we need right now? We need the Green News Report. Um, okay, so uh, let's go ahead and run to that, and when we come back, we'll get into name calling, open up the phone lines, and then get back to some other news. Because um, there, actually, there's some some uh, other audio that I, I kind of glossed over. We we need to get to uh, about the. Um, uh, Oh, about a bunch of shit. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can't remember what I played already. I, I'm, I'm, my brain is much like Jerome Corsi. It's because I talked about Jerome Corsi for too long. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. We're gonna go I to the have break. A you didn't lie about him either. No, I didn't. Oh, that is true. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh, especially the fact that he, he's a the big dirty asshole. Yeah, that's the most factual <laughs> thing. Anyway, uh, break time. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night after the Green News Report. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. It's Tuesday, November 13, 2018. This latest round of fires is the most destructive in California state history. The most destructive and now the most deadly. Kids' landmark climate lawsuit against the federal government on hold yet again. Plus... It was a political decision made by a judge. I think it's a disgrace. Judge halts all work on controversial Keystone XL pipeline. 
Donald Trump is sad. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. 48,000 jobs. I approved it. It's ready to start. 48,000 jobs on the Keystone XL pipeline. Really? Why not just say 48 million jobs? Why not 48 quadrillion jobs? They're all lies. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen having some fun at Trump's sad, pathetic expense. Unfortunately, however, first... We've got to get to some very sad news out here in California. Yes, California is again grappling with record-breaking, catastrophic, deadly wildfires. Three major fires now burning in both northern and southern California that, as of airtime, have killed more than 40 people combined and forced more than 300,000 to evacuate. The largest of the fires, the Camp Fire in northern California, went from spark to the most destructive fire in state history in just 48 hours. As of Monday, it became the deadliest as well in state history. Driven by extremely dry weather and high winds, it spread at the speed of 80 football fields a minute, faster than many could evacuate. More than 200 people are still unaccounted for, nearly 7,000 structures destroyed, most of them homes. The state's previous record for the most destructive fire was set just last year. And of course, like last year, Donald Trump is claiming that all of this is because of forest mismanagement or some other nonsense. Any truth to that? Absolutely not. State and local fire officials have rejected those tweets by President Trump that were attacking California and wrongly blaming forest management for the deadly fires. Brian Rice, president of the California Professional Firefighters Association, called Trump's comments, quote, reckless and dangerously wrong. Yeah, I suppose all those folks who live on the beach in Malibu would be shocked to hear that it's because of forest mismanagement that has threatened their homes. In the middle of an urban area. Right. No official cause for the fires has been determined yet, but state regulators on Monday said they are investigating utility companies, Pacific Gas and Electric and Southern California Edison, which both reported equipment failures in the vicinities of all three fires just minutes before each fire began. PG&E is already facing billions of dollars in liability after state agency Cal Fire determined that PG&E's equipment was the cause of those several deadly catastrophic Northern California wildfires last year. But California's outgoing Democratic Governor Jerry Brown, in a press conference on Monday, placed the blame squarely on climate change, noting that fire season has now become a year-round threat in the state. This is not the new normal. This is the new abnormal. And this new abnormal uh, will continue, certainly in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. And unfortunately, the best science is telling us that uh, dryness, uh, warmth, uh, drought, all those things, uh, they're going to intensify. In other news, the sweeping historic climate lawsuit brought by a group of kids against the federal government is on hold again, just days after the U.S. Supreme Court lifted a temporary stay on the trial. 21 children and young adults under the age of 22 are suing the federal government, saying its failure to act on climate change is a violation of their constitutional rights to life and liberty. Late last week, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals again halted that trial, which had been slated to start in late October. The judge 
has ruled the Trump Department of Justice, quote, raises issues that warrant an answer. The children's lawyers must file a reply by November 23rd. Finally, a federal judge has ordered both the Trump administration and TransCanada to stop all work on the controversial Keystone XL pipeline, ruling that President Trump's approval of the pipeline's cross-border permit last year violated several key environmental and administrative laws. The judges ruled that the administration simply discarded climate facts in its analysis supporting the pipeline. Quote, an agency cannot simply disregard contrary or inconvenient factual determinations on climate change. The State Department must now complete a new supplemental environmental impact statement that accounts for the effects of climate change and the impacts of potential oil spills on Native American tribal resources. So they can't just change policy because they want to. They actually have to show that there's evidence to support good reason for changing this policy? Exactly. Well, what about 48,000 new jobs that would be created, as Donald Trump said? Why not 40, 11 billion? Exactly. In truth, how many jobs are we talking about for the KXL? Less than 4,000 temporary jobs, only 35 permanent jobs. 35 permanent jobs. Mm-hmm. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. This is Indy Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Hmm. I don't even know what I have for a honky drop right now. Uh, Why am I persecuted? Good enough. <laughs> uh, we just watched the... Uh, I'm stealing somebody's joke right now. Uh, but I, we just watched the love story, um, the documentary about... Um, Ted Cruz's parents the other day. Uh, shape uh, is that a real thing? The Shape of Water we just watched. Oh dear so. God! Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good movie. Kenny, Kenny, you just joked me. Uh, yeah, it's not a real thing. The Shape of Water is about a, a fish man and a human lady who uh, make a love, make sweet, sweet fishy love. Uh, <laughs> spoilers <laughs> anyway welcome back to uh <laughs> i stole that joke i think from triumph the insult dog because when he went to hassle um cruise at the uh um you know one of one of the not debates but one of his rallies uh, a couple weeks ago but anyway damn it baby jesus you let me down i wanted I wanted Beto so bad. Um, anyway, welcome back to the show. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. 
I think that Beto has a future in the Democratic Party. He does. He absolutely does. I don't does. know where. I don't know when. Because right now we have Tom Perez as the head of the DNC. But I see him maybe heading up the DNC in the future. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, you know, uh, he, he's charismatic. He's smart. Uh, he's, uh, he's a go-getter. And I like him. Gosh darn it. And, uh, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Would you like to uh, do some name-calling tonight, Joe? <clears throat> okay, I can do that. All right, let's 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 rock this. Go up to Scranton with me. They place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top-secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. We're going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and Joe's garage. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. All right. We have 21 biscuits. Oh, good. We like biscuits. Biscuit. Okay. We have Francie. Woohoo. We have Heather. Woohoo. We, what is okay, that? I, I won't do this. Everybody gets a woohoo. Okay. We have everybody gets a car. Everybody gets a car. <laughs> okay, we have Jay Collie. Woohoo. <laughs> we have Kat. Woohoo. We have Ken Senior. Hi, Dad. Jeez. <laughs> we, we have Joey. Wow. Cool black dude. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we have. Oh K- my god. <laughs> KTK, sir. Wow. Living on Long Island. Yeehaw. Yeehaw for Long Island? Wow. Well wow. played. Well played. We have Michelle. Wow. We have Miles. <laughs> In South Florida. <laughs> we have Moon Mare. <laughs> we have President. <laughs> Sandy and Turwood. <laughs> we have Scooter Cans. <laughs> we have Theo. What the we hell? have Tim Coro- <laughs> Tim Coromal. <laughs> And last, but definitely not least, Trojan Rabbit. Woohoo! Get out of here, Jeff. Yeah, all right. Not enough for I Jeff. I don't worry about one, and I'm out of here. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> ask, ask Jeff if, if he likes uh, Saturday Night Live. Hey, Jeff, what do you think about Saturday Night Live? Don't get me started on Saturday Night Live. That show's a big piece of hippie shit. If I was still Attorney General, yeah, I'd outlaw that. Well, well, is Jeff. That possum, is that possum really his father? Oh, my God. You're the racist. Possum. That's racist. Run along, Jeff. I love the possum. Hey, Ken, can I ask you a question? Sure. Have you um, assigned Jeff to cleaning out the litter boxes yet? I really should. Susan would appreciate that quite a bit. I think so. 
Just tell them it's like panning for gold, Jeff. Thank so, you. You can keep all that you can keep all the gold you find. Come on, Jeff. Come on. He's still going. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, phone number is 330-536-1466. Let us know if you have any birthdays, anniversaries, whatnot. Um, I think we might have had a birthday the other day. But I can't remember. Did Miles have his birthday the other day? Somebody had their birthday. I should look on Facebook. Oh, if anybody didn't see, I posted a picture of uh, the doc mid-yawn. It's the first picture I've gotten of him mid-yawn, and it looks like he's cackling wildly. I put that in the chat room. Um, but uh, let me see. Let me look on... How do you find that on, on Facebook? You, 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 oh, here. Sal Sandy's calling. Yay. There we go. Hi, Sandy. What's up? Hi, how are you? Good. Say hello to everyone. Hi, Rain. Hi, Joe. Hi, everybody in the chat room. Hi, Sandy. What about I have me? Aren't you going to say hi, little Jeff? Jeff, Aren't Jeff, Jeff, hi, Jeff go Jeff. clean. Jeff, go empty those litter boxes out. They're too heavy. Exactly. They're too heavy. Auntie yeah. Rain gave you a job. I'm not that strong. I, I think the entire administration should help him out, too. Yes. They are a bunch of shit shovelers, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go play possum. Go play possum. I have exciting non-political news. Good. <gasps> we need that. I've got I've got a new job starting on the Monday after Thanksgiving. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Let's uh we'll give you a, a, an amen. Amen for that. Amen. <laughs> can, can we ask what it is? It is with my same company. It's a telecommunications analyst position. So I will be going back to number crunching. Cool. And I am so looking forward to doing that again and using my econ degree. Congratulations. Nice. That's awesome. No, really, that's yeah, exciting. I am, I am very excited. They're excited. They are getting me a brand new computer with extra capacity for number crunching. And um, new monitors and stuff, It they truly appreciate that I'm coming and joining them because they know that they only have to do a minimal amount of training since I've done this for other companies in the past. Mm -hmm. So That's very cool. That's awesome. But I would keep it down a little bit because, you know, little Jeff's a little sensitive because he, he just recently lost his job. So. Yeah. <laughs> As this entire administration deserves. Yes. Just rub it in there, Pete. So. <laughs> Sandy, is there an opening for a possum at your pl new place? <laughs> <laughs> are Are you going to be able to um? Are you going to be able to be online the way you have been before? Um, I won't be able to get into like the chat rooms and Twitter and stuff like that, except during my breaks and lunch, and they insist okay. that you take them um, in the new group. But I will be able to, once I'm trained, be able to listen online. Because okay. they all they all listen to their music or whatever online. Yeah. 
Okay, well, hey. So we might miss you a little bit more on the different areas that we all know you from, but... You'll just have to make up for it by coming to turn up tonight's chat room every night. Every two <laughs> nights we're on. <laughs> every two nights. <laughs> I do try to make it. I know. Sandy, I know. you're awesome. You're, you're here a lot. Uh, you're, you're one of our regulars. Um, I'm saying, hey. You know what? Jones. I have to tell Sandy something. The um, Yesterday... No, was he... No, it was last. It was actually yesterday. It was Saturday. Last day. We were up in uh, Rockville, and we were literally across the highway from Durwood. <laughs> last day. You probably were in Durwood and didn't know it. Well, it was. Uh, we had a. It was a. It was a beer club meeting, and uh, we, no, we weren't. It, well, maybe we were in Durwood. We were. Uh, I can't give you the address. I'll send it. I'll private message you. Okay. But. We were really were you close. At one of, were, were you at one of the um, brew pubs? No, we were at somebody's house. Oh, okay. It was somebody's house. It was. I, I'll send you the information, but it was like, babe. And when I say babe, I mean Bob. Yeah, um, I realize that. That's a weird like way to pronounce lives Bob. Right over there, we're driving right past our whole area. But uh, <laughs> well, so, if you're anywhere near, if you're anywhere near the Shady Grove Metro, it was actually built on top of our uh town hall yeah wow. we weren't that far from you so you're only about a half an hour away from us yeah i know so that seems we'll a little there. rude my husband works 10 minutes from you seems yeah we got to do this i'm sorry I'm, i know it's personal yeah. stuff uh, here i just said no it but. seems a little rude to build the uh, build right on top of your town hall well, they tore it down before they built it. Oh, yes, we, we okay. no longer have. All right. <laughs> they no. We no longer have a um, any elected officials in our town. And were you absorbed by another municipality or something? No. 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 Do you like have a duke that <laughs> reigns over the area or something? No, we're we're uh, uh, I forget what it's called. A fiefdom? Unaf- unaffiliated. Ah, <laughs> oh, unaffiliated. Okay. Area. Huh. So, now, um, there there are a few towns like that in our area. Hmm, that's There's Washington Grove, which is older than Rockville, but it's unaffiliated, so it has no representation in any of the government. Yeah. And um, both, both towns, both my, our town and Washington Grove have kind of been um, taken over by Gaithersburg and Rockville. Oh, I see. Interesting. We're, we're kind of getting squeezed out. We're learning more about Maryland politics here on Turn Up the Night. Don't go back to Rockville. Yeah. This, ah. is, this, is, <laughs> this is county politics. This isn't even... So. That was an, we're, REM, we're, that was an REM reference for the, all you millennials out there. What all two of them? Don't go. Ba- yeah, I'm. I know. I'm just. I'm being. I know. Goofy. I'm being. See, I'm sorry. We're. I'm being, we're. I'm being um, a jerk. Say it again. We're the bluest area of uh, Maryland. Oh, I like Cocoa that. It's the bluest area of Maryland. We have, other than the governor and idiot in the people's house, we have no Republican um, elected officials at all. In our county, uh, I'll give you another See, amen for that. Because I think, I'm not sure what's going on in in Col- Go ahead, sorry. Ron. 
No, I, I just, it's interesting that, you know, Sandy's calling in because Sandy is in Maryland. And I, I want to say this, it, Sandy, you've been so awesome in welcoming us to th- this new state. And uh, we're, we're in Prince George's County. And so I'm still trying to learn so many different things. I mean, I found out our, our, our city representative... Or is it our cat? I'm still trying to learn a lot of this. It's really hard to mm-hmm. cram when you've only lived here for th- two and a half months. But yeah. um, I mean, when when I went to vote, guys, Joe and and Ken, you'd be interested. There were like there were so many there there were so many things that I could vote on where there were no Republicans, none. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, they're and, they're, they're that happens often. In our in my county, where so, yeah, I'm, are I'm that other county, I'm the county next uh, to you, sister. Yeah, I know, but it, it it's it's almost as blue as we are. You sure? Yes. <laughs> are you sure you're sure? Positive. <laughs> no, are you sure super positive? Sure. Double plus sure sure. <laughs> yeah, you have to go. You have to go up to Howard or. Anne Arundel to get um, any elected Republicans, and even those two counties, from what I understand, went are even controlled more by the Democrats. They went more blue. Yeah. So I just and we have we have a bigger supermajority in the legislature now. Yes. To keep Hogan in check. Yeah. Well, we only we got a couple more years, and then he's out. And he can't run again. So. Hmm. But, yeah, I just, Sandy, I do want to thank you. I, I mean mm-hmm. that. Because Sandy always sends me invitations to come up and see, you know, see them and visit them. And it's just been so crazy here. We just haven't been able to. But I, I well, couldn't I've find. Sent you, I've sent you invites to see musical events that I haven't even been able to go to where the musicians are just awesome. Yeah, I but just that are playing down in your area. It it's just been so crazy here, and I don't want you to think that we're blowing you off at all because we're not. But um, after I, the I new year, you, if anybody has a neighbor or somebody who lives close by like Sandy that is as awesome and welcoming as Sandy, I I don't know. She's you're. I, <laughs> I mean that you know I mean I, that. We have well, shared food and cocktails together, sister. Yeah. Well, I love the local music scene in Maryland. It is, it's just awesome. I can't wait to I mean, see more of it. And eventually uh, we'll get Joe and Kenny down here. And you were there, and you were there, and it'll be like, it'll be like the Wizard It'll be like the end of the Wizard of Oz. Just don't be a dick like Dorothy and say, and I miss you most of all. Well, everybody else is in the room. <laughs> yeah. See that. that always bothered me as a kid. That always bothered me. It's like, why would you say that with everyone else there? I miss you most of all. Thanks. Thanks, lady. <laughs> After I threw that bucket of water on the witch. That's insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say I missed anybody most of all, but we're going to have a big party this late spring, early summer, people. I think we can do it. Well, we we do have to get you involved in the music scene because there there are some great bands around and 
some great parties some of these bands throw. Um, are any so of them heavy metal it, bands? Uh, there are some. Nice. In the area. We have one named Krakenbush. Krakenbush. And why, <laughs> why am I not... Why am I not thinking of the other one? Um, Release the Kraken Bush. We were we were actually at their CD release nice. party, and I now can't remember the name of the band. Oh, it's it's I forgive you. That would be rhythm a bandits. For it. Ry- rhythm bandits play rhythm that. Bandits. At, nice. Oh, that's good rhythm, now. Rhythm bandits. Be- wait. Rhythm Bandit's lead singer is a White House correspondent. What? Oh, wow. No way. Who? It's Brian Carum. Really? Playboy and Montgomery Sentinel. Nice. Wow. That's very cool. So, wasn't that yeah. funny that everybody kept, all, all conservatives were trying to uh, trash Beto for being in a band? Yeah, and it's like, so oh, stupid. well, oh, they should have walked. I guess he, he should have been like Ted Cruz and like walked around with his, you know, greasy little dong hanging out of a fucking paisley bathrobe, <laughs> like Ted Cruz. That would have been much more, much more respectable than learning to play a musical instrument and re- making songs. <laughs> Remember that, that uh, the pockets in that robe were slits. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, so, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, the Rhythm Bandit's thirtieth thirty fifth anniversary of being a band is coming up. Rain, I'll have to send you the invite for the band. That is awesome. Okay. Yeah, okay. Very cool. Yes. So uh, again, thank you, thank you for I'm I'm learning I'm learning the state. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And you're helping a lot. So. All right. Well. Oh, Kat, Kat just posted in, in the chat room that Martin O'Malley is in a band. Is oh, in a band, too. Which is I've, true. I've seen I him haven't play. Heard, I, I haven't. Oh, I've seen video, but I haven't seen him live. No. I, I, I got to tell you. Uh, God, it was. It was. Many years Irish ago. Band. Well, as you all know, I, I was a. I, I supported him early <laughs> on. What's that? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I just laughed. I'm sorry. I just laughed at something from the chat room. Oh, no, it's an Irish band, and he's really good. Um, and I saw him play, and yeah. Uh, maybe he can run for Senate someday after Ben Cardin's ready to be gone. Maybe. Yeah. Just, but, but we also have Donna Edwards. Yes. Who should have? She's. I think she's awesome. There's some people who don't uh, care for her. Um. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get to let you go. Um, I know it's okay. The break. Yeah, it's Sandy, time. I'm really have happy. a great night. Thanks for calling, Sandy. We love you, and uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, feel free to call us uh, any any of these fine programs any Tuesday or Friday. I, I love you all, it. too. I, I love just, you, Sandy. I, I haven't been calling in because I have been coughing so much. I don't want to oh, interrupt yeah. the show. I get it. I get it. Yeah, okay. Susan, Susan and I both have the, the sinus bullshit, so I understand. Um, I but, haven't it, been able to kick the bronchitis. Oh, Four wow. months now. You sound good. You sound good right now, so 
Uh, hopefully you're on the mend. Hopefully. Each day wow. I get a little bit better. That's good. All right. Well, take care okay. of yourself, and we'll Have talk to you night. soon. Congratulations, too, on the new job. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Good luck. Right. Yes. All right. Good night. Bye. Uh, oh, so, yeah. yeah uh, who Sandy's po- been amazing, Ken. Yeah, Sandy, San- Sandy's awesome. I uh, And also, Moonmare uh, posted this in the chat room, so everybody find out your dirty elf name. Um, <laughs> mine is Snowball the Shit-Faced Fuckboy. Uh, so. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. that's lovely. We'll turn up the night with Snowball the Shit-Faced Fuckboy live every Tuesday and Friday, <laughs> 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. So yeah, dirty elf name. There, there we go. Uh, I guess we need to find out Jeff Sessions' birthday to find out his too. So, uh, what's your what's your birthday, you, Jeff? Go to Wikipedia, lazy hippie. All right. I already know his his elf name. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Rent Boy. Oh, it could be. So, it, there, there might be some more adjectives to go with it. So we'll see. Anyway, we're going to go to the break. When we come back, uh, we're going to get into some more news and find out what everybody's dirty elf names are. Um, and uh, just uh, open that chart that uh, Moonmare put in there for everybody. And uh, we'll have some fun. We'll do Mad Libs at the end of the show, too. I got some fairy tale themed ones just for Jeff Sessions, everybody. What the hell? Ah. So. He's he's really he's really been feisty today. I got to tell you, and that little fucker can eat for his size. My God, he ate like yeah. ten pieces of the cat's kibble today. Wow! <laughs> Just oh, crunch that be. shit right up. You know what they say: the more you eat, the more you shit. Yeah. Well, he's been using. He is box trained though. He does use a litter box. He doesn't cover okay. though. He doesn't cover, which okay. is upsetting. So, but you know, we'll get him cleaning those and. Uh, and uh, go to town. But anyway, uh, break time. We'll be right back <laughs> with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking more. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Oh my god, I screwed up the intro to the show because I was laughing so hard at this dirty elf name generator. Welcome back to the show, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Uh, (laughs) Hello. Hello. I found out Jeff Sessions' uh, name and he's not happy about it. Jeff, do you want to do you want to tell everybody what your what your naughty elf name is? 
I guess if I have to, all right. It's a uh, flap toot the naughty welfare mom. Flap toot the naughty welfare mom. He does not like that a bit. I hate that thing. That thing's racist. Oh. He doesn't like being called an elf. Uh, Everything so, is racist. Yeah, to Jeff Sessions, uh, if it regards uh, the elves. Uh, and, of course, uh, Joe Santorsis, Grand Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Did you find out your dirty elf name? No. Well, you, you should go figure it out. We, I've got a couple a couple in the chat here that are pretty good. Uh, Can you put ha- the link back in the chat? I uh, missed it because we scrolled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, the scroll's going too fast. I can't. Oh, you, you, yeah, okay. me too. All right, I think I can. Uh, I can put it back in there again. So, um, I, I I don't know if that oh, works or not. Okay, here we so, go. So, uh, we got um, uh, Heather says I'm Hooker the big boobed pecker wrecker. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> wow. Um, uh, Living. I'm not going to read the last one um, because it's it's kind of uh, an offensive word. Uh, Smooshy the loose lipped, and then the w word for white person that you know i don't like that term um then jay jay collie jay collie is schnocker the motherfucking fuck boy (laughs) and uh let me see what what else do we have here i gotta scroll down um uh, tim cormel is uh figgy the booty shaking pecker wrecker uh, that's Aww. nice. So, <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Cat is muff dust the pissed off crack whore. Uh, uh, Trojan Rat is nippy the re- the red assed fuck boy. Um, oh dear. And oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got mine. Oh no. Yeah, I got mine too. Go ahead, Cock- Joe. Cocksmack the shit. Oh. Cocksmack the red assed douche canoe. <laughs> Oh. oh. Okay, well, I'm sorry, but I'm Snowball, the foul mouthed crack whore. <laughs> and That's the- not too bad. Thanks, Joe. That's not too bad. It's it's better than cock smack the <laughs> shit ass <laughs> douche canoe. And um, Sandy, Sandy say, and Derwood has, has never done crack in my life. That's the only denial that I have. Sandy but, has has. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to say this. It's a it's cocksuck the shit faced fuck boy. So it's very similar oh, to mine. Uh, um, uh, believe me, being a crack whore is a notch above a douche canoe. Yeah, and cocksmack the naughty welfare mom is moon mares. I've never done crack. Well, I know that, but I mean, you know. I don't deny any of... I've never done douche, so... Okay. And, uh... Douche <laughs> So, and, uh... Yeah, so, uh... Yeah. Schnocker, the foul mouth W-word, I'm not gonna say on the show, um, is Francie's. And, let me see. <laughs> uh, oh, man, the... I don't know if, if I missed any repost them. I'm mine got stuck at the top. Uh, Theo says I'm Bimbo the booty shaking douche canoe. Stocks off while contemplating legal action. <laughs> uh, Moonmare's hooker the horny crack whore. <laughs> Trade you Theo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think I hit everybody's. If I missed one, let me know. Uh, and uh, yeah, th- those are all some good names. And um, 
Yeah, it, living Long Island says uh, sounds like a Craig's Craigslist dad moon mare. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, there we go. I like mine. Mine is not too not too bad. Uh, uh, snowball the shit faced fuck boy. That's not too offensive. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah. So welcome back to the show. That was fun. Uh, thank you, Moon Mare. I think shared that. Thank you. Uh, so. All right, I want to get back into some audio here. Uh, we have some other stuff uh, I want to talk about. Uh, maybe revisiting one or two things. Um, uh, yeah, this is uh, Mika Brzezinski talking to um, talking to Robert Costa from the Washington Post because apparently they broke the the Kristen Nielsen uh, potential ouster story. And uh, I want to go ahead and play that real quick. And uh, here we go. Robert Costa, uh, your paper's reporting that uh, Donald Trump is looking into getting rid of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. Um, what would be behind that move? She was defiantly uh, protective of his separation policy. Nice way Inside of the that. White House, Mika, the lie has always been that President Trump wants to be his own spokesman when it comes to matters of the press. There's also a line on him that he wants to be his own Department of Homeland Security Secretary, that he wants to be the one managing policy, managing the wall, talking about the caravan, talking about child separation policy. The president is Stephen Miller. Secretary Nielsen has always been on the outside of that conversation. She's defended him at almost every turn. She is executed his policy. She can't escape that she was part of President Trump's immigration policy, but she's never been an insider of insiders in President Trump's world, always closer to Chief of Staff Kelly than to President Trump. And based on the Post reporting, the president is certainly ready to make a change. Yeah. He Mm. wants to be his own DHS uh, guy. Yeah, you know who I see at the head of DHS? Who's that? Stephen Miller. Mm, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. He's such a gross little racist sycophant. I mean, there's the, there was other stories out there that uh, Trump feels like she was too close to the Bush administration. Oh, which yeah, means I, I guess know. the Bush administration wasn't xenophobic enough, or uh, just yeah, she was too. He said bushy. Yeah, it, and again, she she's a bushy. She, Joe. That's what he said. I, Joe. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. It's a quote. It's a quote. <laughs> She's too bushy. <laughs> I don't know how he knows that. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, she's. T- he didn't like her because she was too closely aligned with the Bush administration. And I, I find this amazing because... As, as Mika said, and as all of us have watched, she more than, she was more than glad to throw children in cages. Yeah. Children who are still mm-hmm. in cages. The, the shit show called this administration, everything happens so fast that we can't even go back to focus, focusing on the fact that there are still children in cages and families are still being separated. Mm-hmm. None of that got better at all if anything it got worse i think it 
I got to tell you, I have dark thoughts. I have really bad thoughts about those kids. I'm really afraid that we're going to find out that a lot of those kids are dead. I, I, I said it here. I'm sorry if that's too dark, but I really, that's something that I, I've said it to Bob and I'm going to say it to you guys. I am really concerned that we're, we're not getting health updates about these kids. We're not getting any updates about these kids at all. Mm-mm. And it, 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 that's something that really does bother me. Yeah. And I'm I, I, I can understand. Really dark, guys. No, really no, it's dark. fine. I'm, you know, I'm mo- only silent because I'm, uh, I was writing stuff down. You've seen me do this. <clears throat> um, I know. I've seen <laughs> the sausage being made. People. Yeah, and it is, it is decent sausage. <laughs> it has some it is relatively a juicy, delicious. There's sausage. no byproducts. There's no, you know, we don't use animal byproducts in this program. I don't think I haven't read the ingredients. Um, so, uh, yeah, give me some more adjectives out there, folks. Um, I want to play, uh, this unless Joe, you have any, any other thoughts on, um, the, uh, the, uh, ouster potential ouster of, uh, what's her name? uh, Kirsten Nielsen. Uh, good riddance. Let let them fight. Yeah, we yeah. There you go. Let them fight. Yes. Um, I don't know how it could get any worse. Oh, I do, but we won't go there. Well, (laughs) speaking of dark, I I I I hear what you're saying, but I don't know how it can get any worse because Kristen Kristen Nielsen did nothing more than just um, promote. Stephen Miller's thought processes. Yeah, his Nazi um, thought processes. Um, so, um, all right. Well, let's get to this. Uh, this is we're definitely shifting gears, but it, it's kind of still falls under the schism category. This is a longer clip, um, and, uh, and rightly so, because Judge Andrew Napolitano, he of the advancing hairline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm, Where I'm his telling hair you, goes, it's about Donald a ha- Trump sucks it in. It's about a ha- he's turning into a werewolf. Uh, really. Yeah, I think he is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and he can. Oh, you uh, mean his hair is growing forward? Yeah, yes. it is. It's growing forward. Oh. It's it's about a half an inch away from touching his eyebrows. He can just comb his it's eyebrows about, up. It's about oh. Paul Ryan times ten. Oh, so maybe he's his like widow peak menopause. His widow's peak starts right around his eyebrows. Yeah, okay. it's like it starts at the at the Weird. middle of his nose. Uh, no. so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually his okay, widow's so peak starts with his nose hair. Um, okay. wow. So, wow. Uh, but anyway, Andrew Napolitano was talking about Matt Whitaker being appointed to acting attorney general, and he's saying that it, the the appointment is absolutely unlawful, and this lawsuit that's coming through. Um, he's, he's saying that, you know, it's, it's a good case against the Trump administration for, uh, circumventing, you know, the constitution essentially for, uh, installing Whitaker the way they're doing. So, uh, listen to this. I I couldn't believe it. And of course, listen at the very end for Brian Kilmeade's, uh, very succinct, um, the rebuttal. 
Matt Whitaker facing a court challenge. The state of Maryland asking a federal judge to declare his appointment as attorney general unlawful, claiming the position actually belongs to Rod Rosenstein. Well, here to weigh in, the, in on this is Fox News senior judicial analyst, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, what do you good, think? Good morning, guys. I think that it was an unlawful appointment because there are two statutes that govern who can become acting attorney general. And while they have different procedures, they both have two requirements and are the same. One is that at the time you become acting attorney general, you have a position in the Justice Department, A, appointed by the president, and B, confirmed by the Senate. Right. Now, the Congress was very careful when it wrote these laws. It didn't want somebody running the 90,000 employees in the Justice Department and the thousands of criminal investigations and prosecutions that go on every day who had not been vetted by the Senate. Uh, Mr. Whitaker, now acting Attorney General uh, Whitaker, although we'll find out later today if he's still acting Attorney General, Why later today? about which more in a minute, uh, was not in a position in the DOJ where he was appointed by the President or confirmed by the Senate. He was just hired by Jeff Sessions right. to be his Chief of Staff. Why later today? Because the state of Maryland is in litigation against the DOJ about the Affordable Care Act. There are parts of the Affordable Care Act the DOJ has refused to defend, including, by the way, pre-existing conditions coverage, which the President is now in favor of and most of the country uh, is. And once uh, Matt Whitaker came in and made decisions in that litigation, the state of Maryland is about to say to a federal judge, he can't make these decisions because he was unlawfully appointed. Therefore, you should remove him. And under the law, the next person would be Rod Rosenstein. But isn't that going to be automatically challenged? Of course it will be. If, if he is removed, then the DOJ will challenge it to the Fourth Circuit and it will eventually get to the Supreme Court. Has the Attorney General of the mm. United States ever been removed by a federal judge because the appointment was illegal? No, this would be a first. But I believe that the Maryland argument is the correct one. This person is not legally qualified uh, to be Attorney General under the statutes that Congress has written. The Wall Street Journal today uh, says the Justice Department did a review and they backed the Whitaker appointment. They said it's... Uh, uh, they said it's constitutional. Well, look, I realize there are arguments on both sides, and I also realize that firing Jeff Sessions is <laughs> very sides. destabilizing to the DOJ. Now, getting rid of the person who succeeded him will be even more destabilizing. We're almost at the point of the Saturday Night Massacre in the Nixon administration, where you wow. don't know who was running the DOJ or the FBI. Yeah. You can't have musical chairs. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you have to have a lawfully appointed person in there because he's sixth in line to the presidency. The power that he has with respect to criminal prosecutions is awesome. And he must have undergone Senate vetting well, before he can have he's it. the acting one. He won't be able to be the AG yeah, because the acting days. can't be the AG. So when will the president appoint an AG? Soon, I hope. Yeah. Well, then uh, that solves the problem. Yes. No, it won't solve the problem until that new AG is confirmed by the Senate in the interim question is the behavior and are the decisions made by matt whitaker lawful and valid in my what view no in my, in my view yes okay okay amen oh in his view amen. yeah yeah there, there you go brian kill me in my oh. view unicorns exist well, brian kill me oh if uh i don't have eyebrows and if the president loves it so do i <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. If Trump loves it, wrong, I love it twice Trump, as much. When Trump, when Trump, uh, it was last, what, God, it was what, five months ago, also known as last Thursday or Friday. When Trump uh, said, I'm picking Whitaker over Rosenstein, Napolitano mm -hmm. also said, this is not a legit appointment. And this Maryland, this Maryland lawsuit 
he's double he's doubling down saying it's even less legitimate now yeah hello yeah yes. no no i, I no. i'm agreeing i'm agreeing with you yeah yes. this is I mean, so it's like, I, i'm right, not now, i mean he's basically saying again now it's even more not legitimate because of this maryland lawsuit well, this was this was uh, said right right at the beginning. One of the legal experts on MSNBC said uh, right at the beginning that who has standing to take a lawsuit? He said everybody who has a case that has Jeff Sessions' name on it, every yes. litigant in every appellate court, yes, that is that is being either prosecuted by or has as a defendant Jeff Sessions mm-hmm. now has to have this uh, Matt Whitaker. And if Matt Whitaker and every litigant now has has standing in saying any ruling made under his name is unlawful because he's been appointed unlawfully. Yeah. So, I mean, what what a fucking can of worms that's going to open up. How much Absolutely. you know? How much money is that going to ta- cost in taxpayer dollars? How many man hours is it going to be wasted? How many mm-hmm. real uh, real issues that you know with you know I don't know drug cartel activity or uh, you know or or terror you know you know uh, you know indicting terrorists or or whatever you know going after real criminals. Uh, you know, this is just going to muck up this system. But like, we didn't know something like this would happen with a game show host running the fucking country. Yeah, right. this is going to throw our entire well, actually, judicial system. Actually, a guy, that, a guy, a guy that sold hot tubs. What? Okay. He's. Did you know he sold hot tubs? Whitaker sold hot tubs, Joe. Didn't you hear about Jesus. his scam? God damn it, Joe! No. Wait a minute. Wait a I minute. Didn't he's hear about under the hot tubs. He's under investigation by wait for it, the FBI because he was he was on the board of directors of a company that sold hot tubs. Right? Well, okay, I didn't know it was hot tubs. And and here's the thing. I heard that the company was under investigation and that Whitaker ignored the subpoena. Well, I, all I'm saying is he was selling hot tubs. <laughs> a oh, hot tub man. Trump is ruining hot tubs for America. Yeah, but they were even good hot tubs. They were scam hot tubs. <laughs> they were made out of cardboard. <laughs> 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 it was just they a cardboard box and a garden hose with a box with a with a with a box of wooden matches to heat the it water. It was actually a hollowed, a hollowed out. A hollow, a hollowed out lump of sugar. <laughs> and each one of them, each one of them had I a Joseph Farah replica mustache glued on it that would look like a is. rotten boomerang. What was made out of beef jerky with bark on it? And you got life. You got a lifetime supply of of Alex Jones uh, bucket food and, and Campbell soup. And Campbell. Jesus, I have a real problem. With the fact that there is now somebody that the President of the United States appointed as Attorney General who ignored an FBI subpoena. I have a real problem with just that. That That's really disturbing to me. Because that means that you have an, an alleged Attorney General who said, I don't, I, 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 I can ignore subpoenas. 
which kind of like takes it to the next level. If he thinks he can ignore subpoenas, well, of course he's going to support the dotus in charge saying he can ignore subpoenas. This is really, really problematic on a lot of different levels. He ignored a subpoena. The FBI subpoenaed him for being a board member on this company, which I did mm. not know it was a hot tub company. I, <laughs> I did not. There well, was actually f- film footage of him selling hot tubs. And, and you know but, what? Those, the, but the do you hot- understand my bigger point? Yes, yes. I, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the whole thing totally. is bad. Every litigant in the United States that that is opposing the Department of Justice can claim now that their rulings are invalid because this the Department of Justice's head is invalid. They can yeah. also ignore every subpoena. It's a there's legal precedent quagmire. there. Yes, there's really precedent there. Well, the Attorney General ignored the subpoena, so so can I. Well, Sorry, the the swamp. The guy that sent the guy that sent it is illegitimate. Sorry, yeah, the swamp. Is... We drained the swamp so much, we felt like we needed to fill it up double what it was before. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. So we have no uh, swamp water for you. I, I, yeah. So so it's yeah, not a swamp anymore. Now it's a big hot tub. It's, so uh, uh, yeah, Matt Whitaker, uh, Matt locker room. No, boys. Bo- boys talk. Uh, yeah. Boy talk in locker room. Uh, yeah, because you know. Damn it. <laughs> and you know there there was uh you know you you start talking about hot tubs. They were kind of a a boy talk, and uh, he was lead on like uh, egg on. And you know Matt Whitaker, you know he didn't know any better about making hot tubs out of cardboard boxes because when he was a child there's a perfectly good explanation these were my friends and they were made out of gin boxes yeah so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway he he really cannot be the attorney general this uh, he can't and it's looking like it might not happen rod rosenstein should be the acting attorney general, um, you know, he went through confirmations, right? Yes. Yes. So he went through confirmations. He was appointed deputy attorney general, and he sh- he's the next in some, succession. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. And, and you know, the, the curious thing about the Maryland case, they've asked for a temporary injunction to have him stopped from being any part of any litigation Good. until this is resolved in the courts. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But um, I, I hope other I hope other attorney generals, you know, state state AGs, file suit too. I, they already this, sent a letter. They already sent a letter. Uh, is the plural attorneys general? Yeah, attorneys general of the states have sent signed a letter in mass to to the White House saying that this is an illegal uh, appointment. It's like brothers that, in that law. They did last week. Like brothers-in-law, like brothers-in-law, or, ha- or right. hands full, right? Not handfuls. Hands, hands full. full of what? Penises? Don't say penis in this house. Hey, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. How I'm we sorry. It's nine thirty. Nobody threw that word in. Well, Mad Libs are right around left. the corner. Mad Libs are right around the corner. So you know when yeah. I put nouns in the chat. Somebody was like, penis! Don't say penis Sorry. in this house! 
I just wanted to get the tip. I gave that word tonight. I gave the word that that CP word. I just wanted to get the tip of the spear. But I didn't. I didn't say the whole word. I just said PP. I said it real quiet, PP, because I didn't want. I didn't want to offend anybody. You sure? You sure you mean that? Ken, can I just tell Jeff, please go finish cleaning up the kitty boxes. I can't stand it anymore. I've been working on it for 45 minutes, and I'm only a third of the way done. Well, that's because you have tiny hands. It's a shitty work ethic, uh, man. (laughs) Well... Okay. Uh, you gotta, you gotta go stop eating the cookies in between the uh, shoveling. You know. Uh, you, should, you know what? Instead, racist, Jeff. Show? Oh my god. He just called you a racist so and so, Joe. Did he? Oh, he did. That that little son of a Jeff. Possum. What? Son what of a you, possum. What? What do you want, darling? You seem to be the nicest person on this show. What? What, what do you want? Oh, to say? Me? Me, Jeff? Is yeah? Is that yeah, me? You. All right, Jeff. Listen, don't okay. eat the cookies. Just go into the go into the litter box, and I promise you, you'll find something delicious. Oh, they're so good. Called, they're fudge stripes. I like the fudge stripes. Yeah, they're oh, called Jeff. tootsie. They're tootsie rolls. Tootsie yeah, rolls. try those tootsie rolls. Really? They're delicious. Oh I love right tootsie down. rolls because real chocolate, I think, is sinful. So I like that artificial waxy tasting chocolate because it feels like I'm not hurting Jesus's feelings when I'm eating such a sinful thing. Yeah. So put your face in the put your face in the kitty box. Oh, that sounds Take great. I'm, I'm going there right now. Thank you. I'm a helper. I'm a Man, helper. Man, he Jeff. he took off. He took off for that. Wow. Good job, Rain. Thanks. Like- you got him. He doesn't like me. <laughs> no, he, he does to... not like you, you racist so-and-so. I'm a... so. yes. I'm an anti-passamite. <laughs> hey, I'm, an anti-passamite. I'm, li- I'm listening on TuneIn. I can hear what the hell you're saying. Jeff, just eat them. They're delicious. Pour yourself a glass of milk. And, a, and have a, some possum Snapple. Yeah, he likes powdered milk actually because he thinks drinking real milk is a little too sinful. So wow. you know, he could powder them over the tootsie rolls. He could, yeah, he could roll them, lick them, do it, do a lick them stick. So, <laughs> all right, let's go to the break. <laughs> Little Jeff is going to be around for a while, like it or not, everybody. He doesn't have a job, and you know, we're um, Rain has a great idea. Going to try and give him different odd jobs every week around the house. There you go. See how it goes. He doesn't like me, though. I'll put a nickel in his little pouch and, uh, (laughs) you know. He doesn't like me. No, he really doesn't like you, Joe. I mean, He really doesn't like me because I'm an anti-possumite. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And, and, you know, you make those elf references from time to time. I do do that, too. So he really doesn't like me. He likes rain. He likes rain. He's sweet on you. It does. Oh, so. <laughs> it's because you're a nice southern girl. Yeah. yeah, I'm a nice fucking southern girl. You're uh, with Mason Dixon, so, you know. Uh, we're going to play a, a short song. Don't tell him I was born in New York. Don't oh, tell oh, him. Whoosh. Zip. Nope. He not going to happen. So, uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> well, you know who his first crush was from New York, you know? Trump. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to go to the break, and I'm going to play a song we haven't played. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this, uh, to Trump's credit, uh, hasn't gotten into a nuclear war yet. Uh, so in, in tribute to that, uh, we're going to play Atomic Fire. So uh, <laughs> let's go to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Mad Libs coming your way and, you know, some other goofy shit. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. It is a metric scientific mathematical algorithm of tyranny. No shit. Every Tuesday and Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern at IndieMediaWeekly.com. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mind Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower.
Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Welcome back to the program. And uh, I think I, hear, I think Jeff might be coming back upstairs in a second here. Yeah, uh, he's been he's been down there for you know the entire break. I'm worried. Uh, so anyway, uh, welcome back to the program, everybody. Uh, and uh, yeah, we um, you know oh, hold on a second here he, here you he come. Hey, you want one of these rolls? Oh, Jesus Christ. You brought cat turds up here, dude? Oh, my Aww. God. That's disgusting. Oh, it's all over your face. I love this. <laughs> Check it out. I found a Star Crunch cake, too, down there. That is not a Star Crunch cake, dude. That's cat diarrhea with litter stuck to it. That was <laughs> nice of you to share, Jeff. It's good. I like it. Thank you, little lady, for I telling me about I think you did a good that. thing. Just listen, Jeff. Yeah, okay. Jeff. Got my full attention. Just understand, uh, Kenny is allergic to some of this stuff. So when Kenny says no, it's nothing personal. I ain't listening to that filthy hippie. He don't know well, nothing. Te- Jeff, Jeff. I- all right, some okay. people can't eat all the things that you like, Jeff. Well, these are good. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they're not good. It's delicious. It's a delicacy. Okay, well, that's more for you. Well, I guess that's a positive way of looking at it. Go wash your hands. Yeah. Go wash your hands. Just watch. Watch for those possums down there. There's there's some hand sanitizer over there. Go use that real quick. Ah. Oh, he's he's having a hard time Ah. with the. It has a pump on the top. He's having a hard time Uh using it. So. Get his daddy possum to get it get it for him. Well, he don't live here. Where does he live? Oh, I know. In the middle of the road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really don't like you, you so-and-so. <laughs> so, yeah. so is your your daddy, is he, uh, is he roadkill? <laughs> I think I saw your father on the road the other day. I don't, I think you're really trying to hurt my feelings now, and I don't appreciate that, sir. One of his wow. eyes were gushing. That's it! I'm out of here! 
you did you want to read Mad Libs later, Jeff? Fuck you! Oh, he is done. He is done. No, he's he's going uh, back down. He's gonna OD downstairs. He's gonna he's gonna chug down some more Tootsie Rolls and Star Crunch cakes. It's so. Like what is what is what is the word for the bat shit? Guano. Yeah, he's on a guano high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna be making Tootsie Rolls of his own soon if he keeps that up. And how he, meta is that? Oh, he yeah. might have actually gotten one of his own. Like I told you, he doesn't cover them. So, you know. Oh. Uh, I think Gee, the cats he could be are on an infinite loop down there. I think they. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Mad Libs. I mean, we're reaching. Jeff we're getting like back. onto the like first level of the aristocrats. Yeah. That's how close this is. <laughs> the aristocrats. Um. <laughs> that's a that is a rough joke. Uh, the, mm-hmm. depending on who tells it, Bob Saget, I think told like yeah. the worst version of that one. So yeah, his is terrible. the famous one. Yeah. So from, uh, 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 uh what, what was that show? Crowded, no, was crowded full, full house, full house. So yes, not, crowded, not house. Crowded, house. crowded house, crowded house was a band that did. Hey now, Hey now, don't now, dream it. Don't over. dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, Jeffy's eating Tootsie Rolls. Hey now, hey now, I love that song. <laughs> go back down <laughs> in the basement. Of course you love sets. Of course you do, Jeff. Go on, go eat more. All right, I'm going. Come on. Have some possum meat while you're at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, throw him down some possum food. Uh, some pellets. <laughs> pellets, yes. Get him one. Of there he goes. Oh, is that it, what he's eating? Pellets. <laughs> oh, did you saw Kate McKinnon on SNL? Did the he, he he was thirsty at one point, so he got the the little hamster water bottle. <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> Susan was like, no, no. So, all right, let's get to Mad Libs, everybody. Let's do this. Let's do this nonsense. Uh, here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs! Oh, God bless Matt Libs. Alright, here we go. Um, oh, I missed an adjective. So, uh, Joe, give me an adjective. Uh, suddenly. Um, sudden. Sudden. Okay, sudden. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah that works. And, and then uh, rain, a type of liquid. Rain. Rain. Do we lose rain? I'm thinking about. No, I'm here. I'm thinking there's so many. A type of Possum's liquid. Better. I was going to go with possum urine. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, just don't let Jeff hear about it. What? What are you talking about me again up there? Jeff, Jeff, no, Jeff. It's cool. It's delicious. It's like lemonade. It's cool, lemonade. little man. It's okay, little man. You just get back to chomping on them cat turds. All right. Okay. Uh, Joe, a number. Uh, twenty-four. <laughs> twenty-four. Uh, rain, uh, a part of the body. Penis. 
already been done, but don't say that word. Okay. Yep. Right. So. Don't say penis in this house. I'm gonna go with um testicles. Testicles, brother of Hercules. <laughs> yes, I remember him. <laughs> testicles. <laughs> Instead of an Achilles heel, his his weakness was his balls. I have an, Ach- <laughs> I have an Achilles vest, different. Uh, yes, Achilles balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A vasectomy will destroy me. Um. <laughs> I'm All right. <laughs> All right, Joel, another part of the body. Uh, shin. Uh, rain on number. 69. 69. Um, all right. Uh, Joel, a, vo- a vibe. A vibe. Uh,. Used. <gasps> All right. Well, actually, use. Use. Present tense. Um, rain, an exclamation! God damn it. GDI. Uh, <laughs> that's easy to fill in. Um, and, uh, Joe, I need an adverb. Plumply. Plumply. And you know, when I was looking through this book, I found one that we never completed. So I think we're going to do that too. Yeah, it's like old. It, it, I don't know how many months old this is, but it was never done. So, uh, Rain, I need an action word, a verb from you. An action word? Yes. Swimmingly. Well, just swim would be that. Oh. Okay. I'm so bad at this stuff. It's all right. Uh, Another adverb, Joe. Boy, I got all the adverbs. Crassly. You're so good at them. Uh, Part of the body, plural, rain. Oh, toenails. Toenails. And Joe, I need another number. Uh, 86. Okay. Um, Out of here. Rain, a part of the body. Um, part of the body. Okay, this one I want to think. Okay, part of the body, part of the body, part of the brain. Get it done, get it done. Keep it together. Um, earlobe. Perfect. Okay, Joe, also a part of the body. Uh, vulva. Ooh. <laughs> and rain, you get vulva the last one. Vu- okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, well, somebody actually also put vagina in this one. This is the one that hasn't been used, Ooh. so it's got the it's got the V and the V. Ooh. Um, yeah. And then um, rain, last one. I need a verb, an action word. Oh, an action word. Um, quivering. Quiver. Quiver. There you go. Uh, that's a good one, actually. Uh, okay, so here we go, everybody. Uh, Mad Libs. Do we want little Jeff to come back and do the Mad Libs? Yeah, get him out of the litter box, will you? 
All right, hold on a second. Let me see if I can get him. Hey, Jeff, you about done? Okay, he's here. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go, and you are. If you can figure out how to push that button, pick. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think I got it. <laughs> All right. So, um... can I ask Jeff a question? Oh, right, any time, darling. What do you want? To, what do I you just, want to I just want to know how how high are your heels on your shoes? Um. Well, it depends. I I have different size heels for different occasions. If I have to. Okay. Yeah, if I have to, you know, get, go to the bathroom and use regular people toilet, I'm wearing, like, Gene Simmons boots from Kiss. Oh. Seen that? Mm. You know, you familiar that, that devil band, Kiss? Knights and okay. Satan. Their, their name is Knights and Satan Service, but they have good shoes. They're quality shoes. They're orthopedic platform shoes, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, because it sounds like you're, you're wearing <laughs> shoes that you use in dance class. Yeah, well, you know, me and, um, uh, Tom, uh, you know, Hot Tub Tom, uh, no. what the heck's that guy's name? I remember him. Yeah, yeah, uh, Tom DeLay, yeah, me and Tom DeLay were, uh, I was his, I was his practice partner before he went on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. okay. And, uh, I couldn't go on because the heels weren't high enough for me to get in the shot of the camera. Or else okay. I would have been there. Because I was, I was a little bit more famous than him back then. Believe it or not, just a little bit. Jeff? Are they, are they black Jeff? leather? <clears throat> no, um, I know what they are. They're possum skin, right? God! Bless America from sea to shine and see you so-and-so! <laughs> Talking about my pappy! Your pappy are your shoes! <laughs> my pappy is my shoes now, you insensitive! <laughs> So-and-so? Wow, he really likes calling you a so-and-so. I'm a so-and-so. All, All right, right, well, we got to get we got to get back to uh, Mad Libs. Yeah, so, Mad so. Libs. You okay? You ready to go with this, Jeff? Oh, yeah, I'll read the goddamn gosh darn things. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear. You get, you're pushing me to the edge tonight, though. I got to say, I'm on the precipice of taking the Lord's name in vain, and you better just, just back off a little bit. Christ on a crutch. I don't wanna. I don't wanna have to pray extra hard tonight because I did that a lot before I got fired, and it didn't work. So it's okay, Jeff. You yeah, know what? You're, Let's do this. You're on, you're, Jeff, you're on turn up the night. You can say whatever you want, however you want. Uh, I appreciate you. You're, you're probably the best thing about this show. They should get rid. You should get rid of these two jokers here. Just do this show yourself. It'd be you and me, sweetheart. <laughs> three, hour, three hours of you just talking me off the ledge. <laughs> All right, these three Mad Libs come to us from Happily Ever After Mad Libs. I don't know what the heck that means, Happily Ever After. Thought I had a dream job. Thought I had a boyfriend. It's all a lie. All right. This one's called The Three Billy Goats Gruff. Oh, I remember this one. Once there were three corrupt billy goats with the last name of Gruff. They wanted to cross a river to eat the manic grass on the other side. But the bridge was guarded by a fearsome tip-top troll. Sounds familiar. 
who devoured any gerbil, my people, who devoured any gerbil who tried to cross it. When the first and littlest billy goat started to use over the bridge, the terrifying umbrella shouted, I'm going to eat you. Thinking fast on his worm, the billy goat said, Wait, I have a brother who's bigger and more smarmy than I am. You can eat him. So the troll waited for the next billy weasel. When he appeared, the same thing happened. So the troll waited plumply for the third and biggest billy goat. This time, the troll jumped out and cried, Oh, hold on a second, I can't read this part. Kenny, can you do this one? Sure, I got it. Um, so it says, uh, when, you know, uh, let me back it up here. When he appeared, the same thing happened. So the troll waited plumply for the third and biggest billy goat. This time, the troll jumped out and cried, God damn it. I'm going to eat you. But the biggest billy goat simply lifted the troll with its horns and knocked him into the raging Nazi below. From then on, the billy goats feasted in the fields on the other side of the bush to their heart's content. Well, that was a nice little story. That made me feel a little better, I gotta tell you. If you want me with the honest-to-gosh truth, that made me feel pretty good inside. Yeah, Jeffy, do you feel like the troll could have been Trump? Well, yeah. I think. Yeah, exactly. That's why you yeah. you get me. You get me, and I like that. I do. I do, Jeff. I get you. Troll could have been your daddy. I'm not talking you no more tonight. So you can just you <laughs> sip it. Just, just sip it, you so-and-so. <laughs> All right. I'm a so-and-so. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> Jeffy, why why the person cross the road? To get away from to... here, you so and so. <laughs> no, to get hit, to get hit by a car. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I can't do this no more. Get that, get that. I gotta want to do this. Oh, he just left. He left in a huff. Yeah, that troll was Trump. Don't don't go away, mad. Just Jeffy. go away. Just go away. <laughs> Telling you what. Tell you what. <laughs> Tell you what. Jeffy's, Jeffy's coming back. Uh, well, next show. He'll probably come back the next show. We got we, <laughs> we got to roll along in these Mad Libs. So, um, I think if, if he gets one more, one more line, he has to get residuals. I know. I know. So, all right. Here we go. Oh, t- seriously, where the... Oh, oh, I, I screwed up. Uh, oh, yeah, here, I'll find the other one in a second. This one is the uh, the long-lost Mad Lib called the Gingerbread Man's Exercise routine, routine that we just finished up tonight. No telling how old this is. So, swim, swim as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the Gingerbread Goblin. Uh, <laughs> and I'm known for running at transparent speeds to keep people and werewolves from trying to eat me. I guess it's because I smell so decayed. Mm. But I but I have to work crassly hard to stay in unscrupulous shape. I start my day when the vagina comes up. Oh. I, I warm mm. up by stretching to loosen my toenails for approximately 86 minutes. Oh. 
Ouch. For, for weightlifting oh, exercises. There. Yeah, for weightlifting weightlifting exercises, I lift candy blather strike over my head to strengthen my abs and earlobe. I do quit. I do oh. quit. <laughs> no, uh, he doesn't like, do. Huh? It's like core training. Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> I do that too. Uh, so, uh, I do quiver ups to develop the strength in my vulva. Well, yeah, that could work. <laughs> I always eat a healthy breakfast that includes lots of shredded felon. This routine may sound a little unscrupulous. Like yeah, felon, like your falafel, felon loofah, falafel. Um, <laughs> this routine may sound a little unscrupulous, but it can really make you feel fit as a skeleton. And whatever you have to worry about getting, e <laughs> and you'll never have to worry about getting eaten by hungry ghosts. Um, so there you go. I gotta find the other one because we just did. Oh, oh, is this it? No, that's not it. Oh, I know which what it is. Um, yeah, this is it. This is for this is dedicated to Melania Trump. From a Be spell best. book, from a spell book for wicked queens. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, need to make a wretched princess fall into a deep crack horror sleep. Here's Ivanka. a recipe. Here, here's a yeah. Here's a recipe that will bring incredible. You know, actually, if you want Ivanka to fall in a deep uh, sleep, just to have Jared talk to her for like five minutes straight. So, <laughs> here's a recipe that will bring incredibly sudden results. First, put a large red ass cauldron <laughs> filled to the brim with possum urine over an open. <laughs> Over an open penis. Don't save penis in this house! And heat to 24 degrees. That's not very warm. That's not going to cook. Is that Fahrenheit or centigrade? Um, and, Is that uh, really cooked urine? In the beginning of American have, Gods. Did you ever make kidneys? No. Not in urine. Well, if you ever did, that's what they smell like. So mm -hmm. uh so there you go. Right from little Jeff. He uh he, he boils kidneys. Lava beans. Uh <laughs> 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 uh <laughs> All right. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, so yeah, 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 heat to twenty-four degrees. When it begins to boil, add a testicle from a newt and sixty-nine freshly caught stinky lizards. Mash them up well with the shin of a toad. <laughs> it doesn't seem like an effective utensil. The shin of a toad sounds delicious. And the sabina. Uh, they're and small. The, and the sabina of a small furry speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, bring a bring to a rancid boil. Now you can offer to brew any unsuspecting funky princess. Mm. Now you can offer it's the brew. Fun. You can offer the brew to any unsuspecting funky princess. Yes. 
Um, mm-hmm. They fall for it every time, but beware, no matter how strong and the destabilized potion is, true love will reverse its cattywampus spell every time. There we go. Oh, Thank, thanks, well, Melania. That one is going to have to wait a while. Thanks, Melanie. Because Jared yeah. ain't going to show up. Yes. Uh, so, there you go. Well, uh, hey, Ivanka, do you have five minutes to spare? <laughs> <laughs> she probably like, does snore like that, doesn't oh she? Oh boy, she ugly snores. You know, she probably ugly snores and ugly cries. I think she does. If she's capable of crying, she probably ugly cries. But it's she only would probably cry if like she lost something material. Yeah, you know? she she doesn't cry. She ugly snores. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway all right (laughs) let's go ahead and wrap up the show it's been good it's been a good show i appreciate uh little jeff hanging out with us for as long as he did but seriously he still has fucking cat turd all around his lips it's disgusting well don't let him get too close when he talks to you jesus you'll pass out um, stuck in your house dude i know i know but um i don't know i might i don't know might have to send them down to your guys way i'll put them in a right. some bubble wrap in a little box uh poke yep. some, oh i take it we got three dogs put an air hole <laughs> the, hunt, uh, the hunt is on <laughs> <laughs> release the hounds <laughs> so <laughs> Anyway, uh, all right, let's do parting shots real quick. Uh, I got to box up some parcels, so I got to get going. But uh, all right, Rain, what's your parting shot tonight? I I guess my parting shot is that I'm disgusted at the fact that he didn't show up for the armistice. You know, he didn't pay honor to our troops in Paris, and he didn't show up in Arlington. Pence didn't show up in Arlington. Do you know who did show up in Arlington on Saturday? Uh, the French, the French embassy. Oh my God! I did not hear that. Yes. Yes. Wow. The French embassy. It was Saturday. It wasn't, you know, yesterday or today. But the French embassy showed up in Arlington to pray, to pay honor to the troops who died helping to save the world. Wow. So fuck Trump and fuck oh, Pence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, fuck Pence That's a little bit harder. Shot. A little bit harder for Pence, please. So well, get that little yeah. fucking scally little smirk off his face. He, I still think that Pence is just as dirty in all of this as anybody else. Um. Yeah. But I they mean, didn't we, show up at Arlington Cemetery on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, that's my parting shot. Thank you, France. I love you, France. And uh, I do. I really yeah. do love France. Ah, the French. Thank you. Uh, Jay Colley called me out on that. So, uh, but yes, I, and I do. I love you, uh, France. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I stood by France, uh, you know, during, you know, when everybody was calling you know names and saying freedom fries and all that bullshit. Well, here's the other thing. Iraq. Oh my God, you just reminded me of this. Trump went after France about their wine today. 
He went after I, France about their wine today, and he's like, they're making it so hard. We can't import, oh we can't God. export our wine to them. And I'm like, dude. They don't want to. I've been there. I'm not drinking American wine when I'm in France. French, I, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I'll say this. F the French are nationalists about their wine, and that's just about it. <laughs> you know, their wine and their cuisine. They have great pride in their accomplishments in, in the yes. culinary and winemaking world you know so if they don't want stuff that they if there's no market for it there's no fucking market for it that's exactly the point <laughs> i mean nobody that's wants exactly to buy it so i mean there's probably tariffs or whatever for a reason because it's like yeah i guess we'll take them at a loss you know <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. It's so I ridiculous. I can't believe but Germany doesn't want more Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, really? Oh, are we gonna we gonna be pissed off because India doesn't want beef? <laughs> Jesus. Thank you. Oh my God. Uh, no beef in it. No McDonald's in India. Don't give him any ideas. Don't give him any ideas. Is, uh, are they going to be pissed off? Uh, is he going to be pissed off that Britain doesn't want fucking Mrs. Paul's fish sticks? Uh, you know they don't they don't want those in England. You know for fish and chips. So I mean, mm. Jesus God. But my my basic point was thank you to the French the French, you know, embassy for showing up. The French friends. The French friends. When French. when Pence and Trump did not. Ah, oh, the Pence. <laughs> ah, the Pence. Ah, the Pence. You know what I was reminded of today? Remember the the uh, inserted T into the P in that original Trump Pence logo? Oh remember, my God! Remember that the the Trump? Yes. Uh, you and know, it pounded. It was a GIF. It pounded. Well, yeah, somebody made it into a GIF, and they had the the T entering oh, okay. the P. So. <laughs> Yeah, can somebody please make a Trump uh, logo where the T looks like a mushroom now? So, <laughs> I actually saw somebody make a GIF with uh, Trump getting out of you know uh, the, the Beast. And yeah. Somebody raised the umbrella, and the umbrella was a mushroom umbrella. Oh, nice! Oh, and Dad shared one on Facebook today. A, a little video. I, I wanted to get the audio for it, but it just doesn't quite work uh, because. There was one point where, like, Secret Service rushed him off stage at a Trump-Pence rally, and um, and somebody overdubbed uh, onto it, uh, the forecast, it's calling for rain, it's calling for rain, and then it shows the Secret Service rush him off stage. <laughs> it's really funny. Um so yeah, uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll share the the video link uh, for everybody in the chat before we wrap things up. But uh, Joe, what's your what's your parting shot? I was you know we were talking earlier about the uh, Obama ornaments that caused a stir. Oh yeah yeah and, the uh, ornament yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just looking around to see exactly what would cause this big stir. I forgot. It was a uh, Breitbart. Um, Oh, of, oh. Cor of course it was. Andrew Andrew Breitbart back in 2009 when he was still alive and his heart was still, well. <laughs> Pumping blood through his, his once did. living body. Whatever it or did. Or cocaine. Uh, cocaine. He, 
Yeah. Uh, they're the one that broke the story, this big story, <laughs> the three ornaments. Uh, they were they were designed by openly gay Simon Doonan, creative director of Barney's in New York. You all know Barney's, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I know Barney's. Okay. Okay, well, not Fife, no. It's a uh, No. Fam- no, I love, no, yeah, Barney's. I, lo- I Barney's love both Barney's. I love both Barney's. I get it. Oh, I do too. I also like Barney Rubble, but Well, anyway, three of the ornaments that he, hey, he in question were he had one <laughs> ornament had the image of head of lettuce. Mhm. The famous transvestite performer and it was signed. Mhm. Oh, wow. Another had the image of Andy Warhol's print of Mao Zedong. <gasps> and one had, this one was the one that must have set them off, had a photo of Obama on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I just thought, you know, just a little refresher. What set Fox News off back in the uh, 09s? <laughs> yeah, in the 09s. Jesus. Nearly 10 years ago. Nearly ten years ago, the big the big scandal in the Obama White House was the head of lettuce ornament. So Jesus, think about Christ. that. Yeah, you could share that link. I would appreciate. Or I could I could share that link right this second. Hold on. Well, there you go. Because I do want to see that. Here it comes. But we do have to get running because the Tim Carmel show is coming up. And again, I got parcels. I got a package of. Yeah, go ahead. So, but uh, anything else, have Joe? Jeffy you good? You. Just have Jeffy help you. Yeah, uh, I was gonna just ask that same thing. He could put his he could put his finger around the tape while you tape. Yes, yeah. Jeffy is gonna. What? What? Jeff, you're gonna you're gonna help. Jeffy, are you gonna help Ken wrap Christmas presents? No, no probably not. Why? He doesn't want me touching those. I got I got cat shit all over my hands. <laughs> well, yeah. you know true, what, Jeffy? True. Jeffy, I I think. It, it's 10 o'clock. It, you should take I, a bath. I'm really tired. I'm just going to go curl up in the corner over here. And go well, I, well, okay, then take a bath in the morning. Uh, well, I, I, well I'll, just, I'll just lick, up, lick myself clean no, before, no, I, before Jeff, I go to sleep. No, Jeff, 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 like you I, have to clean yourself. Because, I know. Because I'm like a little animal, you... and I, I clean myself with my tongue. No, don't do that. Just well, it's, use, it's some, the use some soap, way. use some it's, water, it's the and then way. and then tomorrow you can start all over again and help with the the cat box. I got it. I got it's my heritage. I clean myself with my tongue, just like a possum. Okay. All right. Isn't that right, you so and so? Jeff, we'll uh, talk on Friday. Just think about using some soap, okay, honey? Listen, sweetie. It, it burns my nose. No, the, no, no, Jeff, it does it not. It hurts my nose. I, I can't, I can't. It's, it's, then it's, don't put the soap up your nose. Oh, 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 I thought I, I was, I was sticking a little Q-tip in there with some soap on it and no, rubbing it don't out. Don't put the soap up your nose, Jeff. Made me, made me tear up a little bit. So I think that's some good advice. Look at you looking out for me. I appreciate that. That's not, you're so sweet. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Just, just. Clean yourself. And don't use your tongue. Well, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be hard to break this habit. This is an old, old habit I've had since I was a very small, little hairless possum You can do this, Jeff. You can do this. You can do this. Take a bath and then 
sleep with your stuffed possum. Hey, I don't want to hear another goddamn gosh darn thing from you, you so-and-so. Almost said goddamn. Almost. You're pushing me to the limit. That's why. That's why. And you're the sinner. You're the sinner, not me. I wouldn't go out to that garage, though, because it's surrounded by possum. Just use some soap. Don't put it up your nose. Take a bath. And and get ready for more cat boxes on Friday. Jeff, trust me on this. All right. I think I'll have Kenny put about a half an inch of water in the bathtub. That ought to be enough. That should be enough, yes. All and right, you know Jeff. what? Ken, Ken, yeah, Dawn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dawn. Uh, yeah, Dawn dishwashing liquid. Dawn yes. dishwashing liquid should be good. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll give him some Dr. Bronner's and what, what he thinks about that. I don't want none of that hippie shit bullshit soap. That's, oh, I, I said the S word. I'm sorry. That bull stuff. Bull poo poo. All right, Jeff. You're getting loopy, man. It's time for you to go to bed. Go clean up like Rain said and go to bed. Wait, what? All right. He's taking his whole sweet time. Bye bye. He's in a mood. So, uh, all right, uh, we gotta wrap things up. Uh, we'll Good see everybody. <laughs> we'll see everybody on Friday. Uh, hopefully, little Jeff will have moved on by then. But I no guarantees. Um, you know, so uh, we'll, we'll see how this shit show goes down on Friday. Ken, uh, Ken, uh, you yeah. said a feral possum. I know, <laughs> yeah, fer- feral possum boy. Um, it's terrible. Elf possum hybrid. <laughs> I think Bush warned us about this. <laughs> All right, we got we gotta we gotta go. We'll see everybody on Friday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Human-animal hybrids.